Welcome to Lucky Boys Podcast. I'm Will. I'm Norm. And we have a guest today, Mr. Michael, a.k.a. Pin Lin. His first name rhymes with his last name. Welcome back on the show, man. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's a welcome back to society for me. <laughs> you just came out of hibernation, right? Came out of hibernation. I feel like I was a grizzly bear. Yeah. Oh. For the past three months, stayed indoors. Billy went out. This is my first time. This is my first actual social interaction. Oh, man. How's it feel? Real life interaction, not real like life. Like, virtual. Like, a, like. A virtual teleconferencing over Teams, Zoom, whatever is not the same as being yeah, in person. Yeah, nothing beats a f- you know in person physical. Uh-huh. You know, like we've had a couple of Zoom sessions, we've had Hangout sessions. Yeah, it's just not the same. Yeah, it's just so easy to just do other things as well. Your attention's not fully. Your, your attention's divided. You know, for me, the first Zoom online happy hour that was mm-hmm. kind of cool because it was the first time. And then every other time, I just had no interest. So when my friends, like you guys, mm-hmm. or anyone else wanted to say, like, hey, let's do an online meetup, or let's have a happy hour, I would always be like, mm, I mean, obviously, because I wasn't there for those, but it was just, it was just to me, after the first, the first one was cool, but I could picture the second, third, fourth, fifth one kind of feeling lame. Oh. It gets really awkward. It lo- it, like you don't you don't know when to like say goodbye. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I don't mind the Zoom timer. Forty five minutes. Oh, bye guys. I'm out. You can't just kind of like ninja your way out. You know, you got you cut. You gotta just like uh. So you're kind of waiting for your. It's like jump yeah. roping. You're like double dutch. You're waiting for your moment to jump in, so you can kind of go. All right, guys. Um, yeah, I have to go do something. <laughs> like the last twenty minutes of every Zoom call, it's like everyone looking at you, just like who's gonna be the first to leave? <laughs> yeah. Who's gonna be the first to leave? It's like okay, someone left. I can go now. Yeah, I feel like it has to have a purpose. Like if you're going on a virtual like uh, hangout, it has to have a purpose. It can't just be like yo, let's just come on and just like chit chat, you know. No. Um, yeah, you can catch up, but then I feel like when we were doing it, we were doing like board games, yeah, and that was fun. And you know, we, and when we got sick of it, we were just like, okay, it's time to go. You know, this is our last game, and that didn't really make it awkward, too awkward. But then if you're jumping on, having a conversation, and all of a sudden, like you know, conversation goes dry, and then it's like, oh man, uh, I have dinner. I, I, I gotta, I gotta cook. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get out of here. Well, I'm glad that it, it looks like you know people are beginning to reappear into society Mm -hmm. and being reintroduced uh you know just yesterday over in saint mark's uh saint mark's place over in new york city east village uh as you guys know there is no there's still no dining in restaurants Mm -hmm. or bars so you see a lot of people outside drinking and yesterday was a gorgeous day and saint mark's had hundreds of people on that block on that stretch uh, right there between first, between second and, and third Avenue mm-hmm. and Eighth Street, it is it was just packed shoulder to shoulder. People it looked like a block party. People outside drinking, no hanging one, out. No one care, cared conversating. about social No, social no, man, completely. You Mass know what, down. It, dude? Just think about it. I mean, this what, it goes to what we were talking about before, yeah. right? It's like the weather's fucking nice. Mm-hmm. People are hanging out. You know, you're young, you feel healthy, you feel invincible, you get a sense of aura. You look at somebody else, they don't look scared, so you don't, you know, everybody else just kind of hanging out. You have a couple of drinks in you. It's a couple couple of, like, hot-looking people that, you know, 
you're, you're kind of eyeing and you're going, you're having a conversation. You're going, you know what? Fuck that shit. Yeah. I've, I've been pent up for three months. I'm tired of being scared. I'm done. I'm done. I'm out here drinking. I'm, I'm living my best life right now. It's the weather's insanely nice out here. It's New York City. So we, we tend to appreciate the good weather just a bit more because we don't get sunny weather all the time. That's like a comfortable temperature mm-hmm. exactly. compared yeah. to a place like L.A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you want to get cooped up in, in the house because it's it's stuffy in the house too. Because with the weather now, it's getting warmer. Like my house is like unbearably hot, so I have to step out. Turn on just the to AC. Relax. Like, and I, I know no, people. AC, I mean, no, I can't. I can't uh, keep I, up on my. I spoke bill. with a couple of my friends on the other end. You know, they're concerned. They're like, "What the heck, man? We did this quarantine for nothing. You're ruining it for the rest of us. You're ruining it, man." <laughs> See? What the heck? Because they're going, you know, people don't care about social distancing. People don't care about masks. You got that other group, right? Mm. And that's still hyper anxiety that's going, yo, what the, are you people insane? And then you got the other group that's going, you know what? It's not as bad as we thought it was. Mm-hmm. We were convinced. We, we did our jobs for three months and we took a step back and we reassessed it. And we're going, you know what? It's It's not that much more worse than the common flu. Like, you can't live like that for a long term. It's not a solution. Like, I think a lot of people were mistaken that, oh, we're going to be in quarantine until a vaccine is found. That was never supposed to be the case anyway. It was quarantine, control the levels, avoid the spikes, and to free up ICU hospital beds. But it was never until a vaccine was found. And I feel like the curve has flattened. If anything, it might be decreasing. I haven't checked the numbers. But they actually say it's increasing in some areas mm-hmm. in states that reopened that without right. proper measures. Right. We opened like willy nilly, like, yeah, without, just um, like, OK, and a open the floodgate. It's yeah. like, right, but, it, but are they seeing a spike in cases because there are more tests available or are they seeing a spike in cases where people are actually hospitalized and the hospitals are packed? That's what's not clear to me. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Obviously, you test people. Uh, the odds are there's going to be several people that mm-hmm. test positive, therefore increasing the report, the numbers. It's a numbers game, right? So the numbers are higher, but how many of those people that are confirmed are at a severe level of the virus where they need to go to the hospital? Yeah, so it's too much burden on the hospital. Mm-hmm. But I think the metric that they're looking at right now is that they're looking at uh, states that w- reopened, like like Michael said, like uh, reopened. Florida, Texas. Right, Florida, Texas. These are states that really never had a plan so they've just reopened and you see that spike but that's the only metric that they're look i think they're looking at they're not looking at like oh there's more testing available that's why you know right. we showed the spike because of the testing right so we need to look at it on, on on different sides of the report we can't just go because you could do that almost anywhere right yeah right you can yeah. you can just increase testing in more areas and then create a narrative that's saying oh the numbers are up again and then that'll be the headline and the people just go crazy. That's why I would say the proper number is ICU beds. How many is available? How many is free? And how at capacity are they? If they're not, then it's okay too as New York is in phase one right now and hopefully going to phase two by next month. Um, I think also people are acclimating to it too because the whole thing back in February, March, the the wide fair was it was such a big unknown. No one knew anything about it. It was a new disease. We still don't know shit we don't, about it. We still don't know shit about it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, but we're more aware of the implications, I guess, of it and how to adapt with it. You know, I, I thought with time we would learn 
more about this within the past three months. And what I've learned is that there's still things that we need to learn about this because a lot of people still don't know, including doctors. Because if you look at some of the reports, a lot of them contradict each mm-hmm. other. Like the recent WHO reported, what was it said originally? Yes, you shouldn't wear this face masks. Yeah. Then you need to wear face masks. Right. Now, outdoors, asympt- asymptomatic might not be as transferable, but pre-symptomatic, they still don't know about. So that was still kind of like the missed part in that. Right, and report. then if can you can you get so if, if can you get if you got the coronavirus, can you get it again? That's we still don't. Well, know. What's that test? If, the if antibody they, test. If, if they test you and you have the, the antibodies, antibodies, then right. you're mainly probably protected from are you, the are current you, strain. Are you bulletproof? Mm-hmm. Right? Are you not? So the, the way I see it, if this is anything like a common flu, so if I just because I got the flu last year does not guarantee mm-hmm. that I'm not going to get the flu in the upcoming flu season. I'm still mm-hmm. gonna need a flu shot or or still take care of myself and yep. avoid unhealthy mm-hmm. people. Well, but the concern here. Yep. Is that some people think that a lot of people that I sp- I've spoken with think that if they have the antibodies, that they are somewhat immune, uh, immune, uh, have, have some type of inv- invincibility to COVID nineteen. And I don't know, I don't know, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be walking around like like nothing could mess with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, no, yeah, I, I, I think like still precautions need to take place, right? Like I agree with some of the um, people that you've talked to about, you know, they're ruining it for the rest of us. I, I, I definitely feel like people still need to take precautions, not just like hang out and then not social distance, um, and just make a, you know, just make light of it because it's not over. We don't have a vaccine. Um, the only thing we can do is make sure that. You know, we're still following some of the um, suggestions that were made to reduce the spread of this. Mm-hmm. Plus, knowing the fact that we don't overburden the hospitals because people will, if people start getting sick again, the hospitals will just, they won't be able to take it. So we have to keep that in mind. Um, but I don't, I don't, uh, I don't want to say like people shouldn't go out and hang out. We're, I mean, like right now, we're, we're just like beautiful weather. I think we should take advantage of it because. It's not gonna last, you know, long. I, I have a confession. I, I mean, I went to the beach. Yeah, I, mean, I went to the I got, beach. I got sunburned. I went. To, I went to the beach a month ago. Yeah. So <laughs> I just went this past Tuesday, and I got to tell you, one out of every fifty people I saw, maybe one out of a hundred, even I don't know, right, was wearing a mask. I mean, mm. if you had a beach, you're not gonna wear a mask. Well, you're gonna have a tan line up around your right. face. No right. one's gonna do that. Right. But. So, the main thing is about, I think the key word in this is response, being responsible as possible, right? If you're at a beach or uh, outdoors and you're six, ten feet away yeah, from someone. It doesn't even matter, and I'll tell yeah. you why. That's what I thought, right? But when I went to the actual beach, it was like the wind carries. You know, if you throw the sand up in the air, it's going to, the wind was strong enough where it was, you know, going to push it a few feet. Imagine what it's going to do with a cough. It's mm-hmm. going to accelerate that car you could be like 10 feet from somebody the wind's gonna push that cough droplet uh, it's straight into you you breathe that in so but here's the thing i get it man it's like how long are we supposed to stay inside you're gonna go crazy at this point it's just like all right come on we're gonna stay inside for for what a year or two because it doesn't work if everyone's not playing along Mm -hmm. it doesn't work if everyone doesn't agree like new zealand right 
Didn't they have? They're celebrating they three the weeks. Cases free, essentially. Three weeks, zero coronavirus uh, positive tests, right? Zero. So, it, 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 as it appears, mm-hmm. uh, uh, according to reports, New Zealand is coronavirus free. So, in America, if you can't get everyone to stay inside and eradicate this virus which people are going to exercise their freedom and say, F all that, right? We had the mm-hmm. spring breakers, remember that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the, the protests, right? We haven't we haven't seen the spike from the protests yet, so we don't know for sure. Right. You're looking at all these cases where these huge, huge groups of people getting together. Because remember, just a couple of months ago, police were, ha- were having to raid parts of New York City that were having these secret parties. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yep. That was just a, f- a few weeks ago. I mean, the, the news has been just so enormous in terms of like they're outdoing each other. They're all like, hold my beer, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's been a constant hold my beer year. So or, so the months is just weeks. It's just like, holy shit, man. It just keeps stacking on you. And you forget about the big thing that happened last week. Look at the positive and negatives. Do you want to put yourself in, in that situation? You, you're saying like it's going to spread no matter what. But then the people who are taking precautions might... Do they have a lesser probability of Look, getting it? Let's talk about people's mental state. The high anxiety folks. You're not going to be able to control the ones that are, are more... The extremes. Right. That, that just don't really care about the virus. They don't think it's going to impact. You can't control them. Right? They're going to want to go out. And you can't control the people who are scared, who, who just you know fearful of going out. Yeah. So the ones that are have anxiety, stay in. Keep doing what you're doing. Right? Whatever gives you that peace of mind. If you have bad health, now that's a no-brainer. If my health was, if my immune system was crappy, or if I was old, anything, where if I was one of those high-risk people, I would probably stay inside. I would limit be my Be more exposure. cautious. Yeah, yeah I would definitely and, be more cautious. And also limit my exposure to high-risk individuals. Right. possible. Right. But if I'm healthy, if I'm healthy, and I'm around you know, other people that are healthy, right, individuals, and, and I want to go out, I feel like I want to go to the beach. I feel like I want to go out for a couple of drinks. I feel like I want to socialize mm-hmm. and be with a few of my buddies. Then that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. That's what it is perfectly legal. I'm not mm-hmm. doing anything illegal. If they allow you to go to movie theaters, restaurants, I'm going to participate in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, regardless of what people say, I may participate. But that, it depends here. I will say this with, with an asterisk, right? It, 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 it depends. Like, I'll put a disclaimer on it. It depends on what's going on. Right now, as it seems, with cases dying down, it doesn't appear this strain is as deadly to people like us, mm-hmm. right? In our age bracket, and, and we're all very healthy, right? It, it doesn't appear to be really detrimental to us, right? As we thought it would be. So because of that, and I have to reevaluate, right? If this new strain comes and it starts fucking like, guys up that are super healthy and doesn't even matter just destroying us you better believe i'm at home i'm it's it's like those movies like infection like like people coughing up blood and yeah right (laughs) right but then then, yeah but it's not the case yeah it's not the case and and a lot of people are even some people have corona covid19 and they are showing no No symptoms symptoms. Mm -hmm. they feel they like when donovan mitchell from the utah jazz had it i remember him being one of the first athletes to test positive because of uh, Rudy Gobert, yeah. <laughs> uh, that that whole scenario where yep. he was licking everything and touching everything yep. and messing with his teammates when it first came out, 
Uh, oh, because he was fucking around. He was fucking around because yeah, yeah. you know a lot of people took COVID nineteen extremely light. Yeah, in the beginning, and when people understood how serious it was, then they're like, "Holy shit, okay." Mm-hmm. So, Super so he spreader. he basically spread it to his teammate by <laughs> by being you know just trying to be funny. Yeah. So so Donovan Mitchell said, and he I remember him saying, you know, I I would the crazy part. He goes, I would never think that I even have it. I could play a seven game playoff series right now if I needed to. I mean, that's the whole, that's the scary part. Uh, not the scary, but main thing about coronavirus, you don't know if you have it. There's a lot of people that don't know they have it because like you mentioned, asymptomatic. A lot of people don't show any symptoms of a fever, cough, or any of those other None. other indications. But the common thing that I do hear about asymp- asymp- even asymptomatic is loss of smell or taste even. And I, and I knew someone that was actually had it and asymptomatic and he thought he had it, and we said, like, he can't taste anything. We're like, no, really? So what, I wonder this how, is on a call. Feels. He took a tequila bottle and just weighed it in front of us. It was like nothing. He drank it like water. Wow. So it was wow. just like, it was like that extreme of lost taste. It was like, but that's not as serious as. What a weird way to prove that you can't. <laughs> you need something well, really we, we egged him on. Okay. <laughs> I thought he did that un, uninstigated. I would have been like, wow, that's really strange. No, that was. <laughs> I'll, I'll prove it to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it was my own curiosity. I was like, really? Like, I wonder how water. that would be. <laughs> you know what? If it's a really good tequila brand, it's pretty good. Cool. I, I, Plug. If, if, if it's. It know, has to be something you're really allergic to. Yeah. Like. Like you, you must hate smooth. this type of liquor. Durian, that that yeah. yeah then you can prove it. Durians, durian. we know for fact. We know that you don't like one fifty one, and then you put it in oh, around around your nostril, yeah. and you're like, oh my god. I mean, you still get the burn. You'll probably still get the burn, but yeah, you might not get that. Why thing. do they even make a, a alcohol like like one fifty one? That is so unnecessary. All three of us have I 151 mean, yeah. stories, and I'm never touching that. Why would they make moonshine? I'll be honest. To this day, one fifty one is date. To the the reason why I cannot drink rum. So uh, mm. for those of you guys listening, Bacardi 151 is a hun- was it 151 proof. Mm-hmm. Yep. it's extremely strong and it, it, it tastes like I, I never tasted like what it's gas worth, would be pumping it's into rubbing mouth, alcohol. But, but I would have to imagine it's somewhere along that those lines, and mm-hmm. it is disgusting. And not only that, when you get drunk off of it, the drunk that you get, it is filthy. It, it, it's not a smooth drunk. No. It's completely sloppy. You feel like dirt. You can feel sick for like a whole week. We did feel <laughs> sick for well. That's because we finished the whole oh, bottle. Wow, yes. We finished the whole bottle and we did it back to back. What I did it back to back days, and and it, it was a college day. It was back when we were in college. Oh, yeah. So we were just not very, last week. Yeah, we just weren't. Uh, <laughs> we we weren't that smart. Uh, but. I mean, well, it was a whole a deeper reason thing, why we yeah. did that that we can't get into. But um, yeah, I mean, we drank it and we were just completely annihilated. And I was taking care of you. I was out. I was. I was you were throwing up everywhere. I don't remember ending after like the fourth pass around. You are. Let me tell you, you are the heaviest motherfucker when when you're <laughs> drunk. Seriously, I have never held on to anything heavier. I was probably pure dead weight. You were, oh, your pants came off. You were naked. It was, I'm, I'm freaking. I'm, I'm pretty bombed myself. I'm cleaning puke off of you. Uh, I'm, I'm carrying you to the other room, and and I was in pretty good shape in college. Like I was all right, 
and I'm lifting you up, and I it was like holding like fifty bags of rice, like it was, <laughs> bro, it was so bad, it was so I couldn't believe, it. and I was like, man, this dude naked, like how am I gonna? And then I and then Z at that time is the other guy that was um, hanging out with us drinking, you know, he was also like all over wow. the place, and yeah, and I'm I'm trying to like help him out, and I'm cleaning puke everywhere. It was. It was. I don't recommend. I don't even know why they make liquor like that. It's. It's. It's not even fun to drink. Well, There's have no you ever mixed it? it? Maybe you're that supposed to mix double it. Double and, and you're, you're not supposed to. You actually, you're yeah. supposed to use it as a cocktail mix, not a. It still gets up. you bombed. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, cocktail mix. Wait, though, it's still that's even more gross. dangerous. So because yeah, now you're is, hiding the taste yeah, of flavor. You're, you're, you're hiding the that taste. That makes but even you get more dangerous. Well, that was the you key. The that, that was the key inside yeah. our house parties. Right? Mm-hmm. The jungle juice. Did we yeah. ever throw one fifty? No, I think we we played nice. We played nice. We, we, I think we, we put vodka. Yeah. Right? We did. We did cheap. Um, with plastic, plastic bottle vodka. Georgie's. Georgie's. Eight dollars for a liter. Oh. Speaking of which, you know what? I'm gonna get some liquor. <laughs> mm. <laughs> right. Liquor break. What do you guys want? Uh, Beer, wine, whatever, is- or liquor? Yeah. Do you have a scotch? Do you have anything? Like I that? I have a. Uh, I, I have. I go with beer. I'll you know what? But I don't have ice. I I want. I, I just realized. I want to make it easy. I, yeah. So I'll whatever. take beer. You want beer? Yeah. What are you getting? I'm getting a beer. Okay, beer then. All so right, I'm not beer. gonna like be the one that. <laughs> I mean, that's a, get something. Else. I don't drink soda, but I drink beer. Right. Mm. You guys can keep talking. Yo, you, you you were mentioning like uh, some of the whiskeys that that, uh, that oh, you're yeah. drinking at home. So I just got the uh, art, I, I, I'm probably butchering the name because I just don't try to remember. Lagavulin, Lagavulin, Lagavulin is a, such a cool it's name. Good, but yeah. uh, I think it's Ardberg, the ten year old one. Mm-hmm. So actually not bad. Since Ardberg. it's young, it's not as doesn't have the same color, the caramel color for whiskey. It's actually on the lighter side. How much, how long is it aged for? Ten. Oh, ten years. That's yeah, not, that's pretty long. But it, was, it actually has a really good smooth finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I don't drink that much anymore since bars have been closed, and I, don't, so, I just don't drink that much at home. Yeah, that's so crazy. Find, Why is that? I, I mean, I find myself drinking more actually for, at home, but not as much binging. Mm-hmm. Like I would, like if I go out, then I, I, in one day I'll probably like drink a lot, yeah. and then for the rest of the other days I probably won't drink. Uh, but then this is more spread out. Like drinking at home is more spread out. Uh, you know, for me is I think I'm just I prefer to be a social drinker than just mm. drinking alone at home. It's just not the yeah. same. Yeah, thank you, like, thank you. So I could I, I could drink an Annie, but then mm. it's it's not as fun because she's done after like one or two drinks, and I'm like, can't continue. What's the point? <laughs> I'm not. I don't want to drink alone. <laughs> oh man. So same uh, over here. So I just tend to like not drink. Like I'll just have stay staying hydrated with water mm-hmm. or even. Mm-hmm. Drinking uh, carbonated water, sparkling water to get that same fizzy carbonation filling. Mm, just right. to like quench that need. Oh, you know you, what? I, I just drink by myself. Yeah, but like put on some like, music. Like, like he said, it's like, sip on it's, on. like I'm not getting like bombed. <laughs> no, dude, it's fine. Like, you know, I, I, to me, it kind of just takes the edge off. It, mm. it, 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 it opens up the doorway to happiness just a little bit more. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and you just kind of, you loosen up a bit. And then you just listen to music, something that's not depressing. You just chill with it, man, and what you kind, just kind of enjoy it. What kind of music gets you into mood, Dude, the drinking mood? So it depends, right? It depends on my mood. Like sometimes I'll, I'll go back to like R and B. Also, this depends on my old, like you know, and that's not yeah. always the case. But and it has to be nineties R and B. It has to be nineties R and B, right? Or sometimes I'll listen to uh, old school hip hop, mm. or I'll listen to like kind of like EDM beats. Sometimes party music things depends on my mood, man. If I'm if I'm feeling like really energetic. Or if I just want to kick back and relax. And it also depends on what I'm drinking. Mm. Right? 
So, like, if I'm drinking wine, I'm not going to be going. <laughs> <laughs> you put on a little wine jazz is- <laughs> and classical music, some Pavarotti, a little opera in the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. It's good to see you. Been guys a while. Here. Yeah. Well, you. Mm-hmm. Been a while. Understatement. Mm. I do. I do like runs for pins sometimes. Like he's like texting me, like, "Go get me some wipes." You go to BJ's, and I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna go," but there's nothing left. <laughs> so it's well, like, that's no way. I've been trying to buy like Clorox wipes off online. You can't find them anywhere. Still, yeah. when Costco has it on on the site, they don't deliver it to me. Bro, I have a few. You could take take a few. Um, I'll take you up on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a few. I I don't even use them as much well, anymore funny, because like, you know my dog passed away. So mm, sorry to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, like I remember she the lived beginning. a long life, 15, 16 15, years that's old. That's so. Momo. Yeah. R.P. Momo. Love you. She's up there playing with ex Roseanne Kibbles right now. So. Oh, man. Yeah. And Tigger. Whole family. Mm-hmm. And Tigger. And Honey. Tigger, yeah. Oh, my gosh, uh, man. Too many dogs. Too many. Like but you were saying? Um, so I remember in the beginning of it when, like, I still had, like, packs of Clorox wipes and I was running, out, I was running low on toilet paper. And then Annie's mom had a we. Order right before it all happened, we ordered a whole pack to our place from Costco. So that's like thirty rows. So that's thirty rows. Uh-huh. And so I had Norm do me a favor of picking up from Annie's mom's place because they live across the street from each other. Okay. And I said, "All right, you know what? You need a Clorox wipe. I'm gonna do a trade. You you drive to me. I'm gonna give you a whole pack of Clorox wipes. We traded. <laughs> we bartering for, yeah. <laughs> for services. But the thing is, like, damn. I, I mean, like, I." I don't really use that many wipes on my uh, like. I, I still have a lot. Can like, I have it back then? You know, <laughs> sure. I mean, I honestly don't use it that that and often. To be fair, for you, for those of you listening, I'm not a fucking hoarder. I literally bought all this stuff before the pandemic, mm-hmm. Bef- way before, like early in the year. Yep. It just it's just it was on back order. I just here's it. Here's what it is. Bef- even before all this, like if there's a good deal where you can buy in bulk. Then I buy because I'm like, for example, toilet paper, paper towels, wipes, wipes. Those are things that I'm going to use. Mm-hmm. So if there's a really good discount, and I see it, let's say there's no virus, just on a normal, let's say it's 2019 and it's all good, I I, I would do the same. So that's what happened. Yeah. So in January, February, that's when I ordered it. That was a normal thing. Like, yeah, it was a normal, normal restocking. It's not like, like I'm buying five entire stacks. I saw a deal. Stack. Yeah. yeah, I saw a discount deal on slick deals, and I mm-hmm. said, oh, there we go. Boom. Mm-hmm. Order. And that's, and, and that's it. That's Perfect a smart timing. thing to do. <laughs> Perfect timing. But so, the, so the wipes that I'm giving you is from January. January. Hey, I'll take it. I'm not complaining because I, I don't really use it. So, But Annie, she, she just wipes Whenever I go on a grocery run, she wipes everything down. How is her anxiety mm-hmm. with all this? She's getting better. So in the beginning, okay. uh, you know, I she wouldn't even let me go and out. And Annie's your fiance. Yeah, Annie's my fiance. Uh, she wouldn't even let me go out. I'm like, I'm going out for a grocery <laughs> run. She's like, once every two weeks, order from Costco or something. My sister's even worse. She's like, don't go out. Wow. She's like texting me, don't go out. It's supposed to be bad. Order from Costco. I'm like, sure. But you can't, you can't <laughs> order everything from Costco. You, you can't. I, I like buying my own groceries. Yeah, you you want to make sure yeah. that you're you're picking something. I was that never at that get. level. Thank thank God. Trust me. If, so it's if never. Annie wasn't living with me, I'd probably loosey goosey going out. Really? I would probably I would, you probably you know have what? I would <laughs> I would be more concerned when I would visit my parents. Exactly. Mm. I would have the mask on yeah. even with my parents mm-hmm. and. And I in the beginning I was just dropping supplies off of them at their door mm-hmm. and leaving. 
Mm-hmm. And then when I, you know, when I started getting a little more loose about it, I put on a mm-hmm. mask on when I see them. Yeah. Now, now it was like, my mom's like, take that shit off your face. Like, <laughs> she's like, let me see you. Yeah. I'm just like, all right, man. So like, I guess, I guess we're back to normal now. Yeah, mom. pretty much. I, and she, Annie's getting to that stage. She's getting more back to normal. She's still wiping down groceries. That's why I need the wipes. I'm running low. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a whole five pack from Costco will last me like an entire year. Right. Um, I just don't. But, I just don't. How would you even wipe it down? Like, she just wipes down the surface using the Clorox. So she with, goes with, to like, the, with the same wipe, right? Not like, yeah, oh, yeah, I need a new wipe. wipe. No, no, no. She uses the same wipe. wipe. So it's not like one wipe per item. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. I would have been out of it way. It's like, like, it's so, like one container would last yeah. me a whole year. Like I wouldn't, I don't really use it that much. So <clears throat> you guys were, you know, we talked about dogs yeah. real quick. And, you know, I've been thinking about getting a dog back and forth. Right? But, but, man, I've lost, you know, Two dogs that were super close to me and my entire life were probably like five, six dogs. And all, all of them were very painful. And I guess the last two I just feel like is the most painful because they're the most recent mm-hmm. and, and had the most time spent with them on a you know everyday basis. Uh, and I know you had yep. kibbles for, what, 12 years? 12 years, yeah. So, it, I mean, and we lived together too mm-hmm. at, at that point. Would you ever get another dog? So... That my that question keeps coming into my mind. Also, like I'm debating with it myself. Like right now, I'm too selfish to get another dog. I'm enjoying the free time I have right now. Right, because uh, you know when you have a dog, you have to plan your travels. You have to plan you have all to. your activities around your dog as well because you have to feed, walk. You have to take care of them. That's your responsibility of being a dog owner. And I'm selfishly, I'm enjoying the little break as well. But I also feel my heart's not ready for it. So mm-hmm. down the line, I do plan on getting another dog or getting more dogs, but not right now. I I wouldn't do the dog justice. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, if I like get one, I would obviously I would rearrange and prioritize differently. But as of right now, as it stands, the the question has gone in and out. I do want another dog at some point, but not right now. I mean, what about you, Norm? Oh, um, I, I get, mean, you never I, had. I, a, I get I, this. Well, living, how about fish? Living with you guys has taught me to never get a pet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you guys taught me a lesson. I like that. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Wait, wait, why? No, I, 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 I see that um, if if you want to be a responsible pet owner, you ha- there's a connection that you develop with um, your pet. You know, um, a dog, especially because there's you know they're man's best friend and there's a a deep connection that's built between you know you guys and i don't think that i will be able to handle because in reality you're going to outlive your dog no matter what right and there's there comes a day where you have to face reality and you know that your dog's gonna pass away before you do so i don't think i can handle that plus also the responsibility i get this question all the time from from gabby that she wants a pet and i'm like no no, yeah. I, I will concede that, I mean, yes, to be a responsible dog owner, you develop this relationship with your dog. And it's like, you ever seen Avatar? No, not The Last Airbender, which is the cartoon. awesome. Mm-hmm. The cartoon. The, bl- uh, the blue aliens. The blue, the blue tall motherfuckers. Yeah. And then when they have to get that lizard dragon, whatever, and they take, and they, they take their hair Yep. And they connect it like a like an outlet mm. in, into the lizard. Or other uses case and all that we won't go into. So, 
So, <laughs> but it was that scene in the movie. When you really develop a, a, a bond like that, when you mm-hmm. bind with your dog, you know, they're, they go on with you with hikes. They're, they're with you uh, when you're going out for your walks and you're just thinking or when you're at home and or when you come home, which is probably the best. And they're just wagging their tail, yeah. insanely super excited. And for some reason, that their energy just transfers over to you, and you're mm-hmm. happy for whatever, even though you had a shitty day. Mm. That to me is amazing. That bond. But then, when when they pass away, when you, and and it's like a lot of the times, most of the times, when it, it's not even them passing away. It's not like you wake up one day. Mm-hmm. And and your dog is dead. That's that's no. the re- you you have the responsibility of making sure they pass away peacefully. So right. Yeah. You, ha- you have to put, make that decision. You see the progression, the mm-hmm. decline of 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 uh, whether it's their coordination or their their, their diet, the muscle mass. They're just losing mass. Right. And and it becomes really painful to watch that decline and 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 just seeing that they're just not puppies anymore. They're not, you know, this healthy stud. You know and. and Driving them to that veterinarian, and I'm being a total bummer right now. Wow. But, but man, like that's the reality yeah. of it, though. You like, know? yeah, you know, and, and you know, when I had to drive Moet, mm. I mean, with X, you guys, I mean, when you saw me with oh. X, I was, I was a mess. I was a hot mess. I wasn't even trying to hold back my tears mm-hmm. in front of uh, my friends. You know, it was just, it was, it was yeah. tough. And Moet, because of COVID, I was there by myself, mm-hmm. right? And I actually prefer being by myself. I realized, but. Uh, my wife and my kids were waiting outside in the car, mm. and and I carried Moet in. And then the vet, after she did her checkup, she goes, "You're, you're doing the right thing. This is, you know, it's mm-hmm. she needs her heart rate yeah. was like super, super low. Her beats per minute was very yeah. low, and but I could see in her eyes that she still was like, she was halfway like concerned, like, "Hey, what's going on?" And that fucked me up mm. because like she was a little worried, and I'm just trying to make her like comfortable I, d- I didn't want her to be worried in, in her last moments so when we got so i told the doctor to hold so she left the, the vet so she left the room gave me 20 minutes and i spent those 20 minutes just sobbing like uncontrollably like mm-hmm. a little boy like you know just just so i couldn't stop as much as i wanted to like control it to stop because even when she got comfortable after like 10 minutes she was like all right dude stop crying <laughs> and she's looking at me she's she gave me like a little lick to, to comfort mm-hmm. me and like it was all good and i'm hugging her man and, and after 10 minutes i was like all right, i gotta stop i gotta get the vet now you know i got my kids waiting mm-hmm. for me out there and this and that and and then um i look at her and she just kind of like had this peaceful look and and then the the the, the one of the nurses came in and looked Checked in, I saw my face was like disgusting, you know, red, snot, probably. Uh, no, definitely, because I had mm-hmm. like tissue everywhere. And and um, she went back out. She goes, take your time. And then eventually I had to go out, look for them when I com- mm-hmm. finally was able to get it under control. And I had to give the thumbs up. And I got to tell you, man, the, the, the second, third time, or this is the third time I had to do this. It doesn't get any easier. No, it doesn't. You don't. I thought like ah, I was hyping myself up since she was like ten or twelve years. I'm like nah, I, I could. And I think I even told you yeah, guys. Moet the immortal. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and and I was like nah, I could handle it too. I, I could handle it. Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not as close to Moet as I was with Xavier. So it was all good. And and uh, lo and behold, man, I was crying like a little bitch. Never easy. You know. Oh man, but, I could have. I mean, she was. 
you know, and I, I still look at videos of her and, and yep. pictures and, and uh, damn, you know, I, I don't know. To, I don't know if I could do that yeah, again. It's tough because as a dog owner, your biggest responsibility is to make sure you're in that room when you make that decision. And people think the biggest responsibility is taking care of them, feeding them. No, that's just normal day to day. I was like, because I do hear and read a lot of stories of people, their owners not being there when the shot is administered. Because they can't, they can't, they can't handle it. it. But, yeah. Yeah, but that's, that's selfish. Mm. It's selfish, though. They're because, thinking about themselves sure. and not yeah. thinking about... The dog gave you... I don't think they're doing that as a way to be mean. No. I just don't think that they're strong enough, enough. But then to be there. I would say that's the largest responsibility of being a dog It's owner. huge because yeah. as soon as you bounce... Like, you know, think of a kid alone at mm-hmm. the hospital if the mom and dad leaves mm-hmm. and then just a stranger with right robes start coming yeah. in, but, poking and prodding. But it's you, scary. Even if you don't feel like you're strong, you have to muster that courage because the dog gave you 10, 15 best years of the life unconditionally. The least you can do is be there for them for the last moments. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah, what I'm going to say in terms of you're going to consider the dog be there when you make that decision. Right. Um, like for like when Kibbles, so I had to like walk and carry her to the bed because it was like walking. This is New York City, walking, walk most areas. Now, I, I got to be grateful of the vet that I had that I brought, brought it to like Gave me all the time I needed. They just said, just knock on the door when you're ready. And mm-hmm. that was it. Just left me alone in the room. Um, I gave her pizza as the last meal. She cleared pizza, yeah. pizza, four slices. Same thing with eggs. <laughs> four <laughs> slices. Wow. Yeah, she, she four slices kept going. Just like it almost makes make made me second think about like shite. Right. Because <laughs> they're like you're like, damn. Well, look at how exuberant <laughs> they yeah. are, just chowing down. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like. But, you know, it's, sometimes it is comforting in a way when you do bring them to the vet and the vet doesn't even question you on your decision. Yeah. Because the vet's like on a fence. Yeah. Then you go, oh, oh shit, shit, I'm a scumbag. Exactly. Like, you know. You just, you just took one look and like, take the time you need. That was yeah. it. Mm. And it's hard oh, to take care like of an aging dog. Mm-hmm. It's hard. When What's they're the, on the decline like that, oh. you have to tend to them 24-7. They're mm-hmm. fucking up your house, peeing on the floors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you're you waking up to pee on Like, this was what I was going. Yeah. There was, like, piss on the floor. She could, Whatever was going on with her bladder at an old age. They can't control it. She couldn't control it. So we were walking her 24-7. Mm-hmm. 24-7. Kibbles, like, I was walking six to eight times a day. Yeah. Just and to, I have hardwood floors. She yeah. was, it got so bad that my hardwood f- floor started curling. Yeah. And and for those not in New York City, this is not letting them out to the backyard. You have to take the elevator, go down the stairs, carry right. them, do what it's you have to do, get them out to the outside. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's a process, and you know what? It was worth it, though. Like, even towards the end of Kibble's, like, three, four months, she can't even prop herself up to poo. I had to, like, hold her by the waist to yeah. help her keep her body yeah. up just so mm-hmm. that she can go and not get, get get on herself. And some people are like, oh, put the dog oh, down. But like, at that point, like, you know what? The dogs are still happy. They're still wagging eating. Wagging tails, still yep. eating. Everything's still the, the same. The eyes still have life. Like, yeah, except that the physical is just mm-hmm. not... You know, they just, you know, that's like me trying to kill someone that's in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like they still want to live. They still have a good quality yeah. of life. They're still happy. They still have some time left. Mm-hmm. And you know, so I was actually what I think is more unselfish to to really try to realistically look at your dog when, when it's at the point where they're at a mental decline, where they're suffering. Okay. That's the key. When they mm-hmm. stop eating, when they're always depressed, when their eyes yep. are dropped, when their light has gone out. Wow. That's that's when I saw Moet's light was dimming, and I could clearly she was she was suffering. Mm-hmm. And pitbulls have a really? they have a high high tolerance. tolerance for pain, so that's that's what makes it even yeah. tougher, right? Uh, but just dogs in general, yeah. man, they they just don't want to show you when they're in pain. I had a Shih Tzu 
uh, Tigger. Yeah. I mean, he he wouldn't show nothing. I mean, he was old too. Oh <laughs> man, and yeah. it's tough, man. I, I don't know if I would do that again. I I just don't know if I could. Yeah. Go through that again. It's it's maybe when I'm old. Maybe when I'm old. Uh, but it's just not right now, though. Not right now. Like Annie keeps trying to ask me, like, let's get a corgi. Let's get a corgi. I'm like, I'm gonna end up taking care of it. I know that already. I know mm-hmm. I'm gonna fall for it. Mm-hmm. I I'm mean, surprised. obviously, I would want a pit bull, but yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> because she saw everything like that. That you know what kibble went. Kibble was. Went it's to, not the same though. She wasn't. Know. She she was attached to kibbles, but. Mm-hmm. Wasn't like the same attachment I would say. Like, yeah, definitely. Well, had to ask and Moad. I had with Kibbles. Now I've owned uh, a Maltese, mm-hmm. a Shih Tzu, and Pipples, right? And I got to tell you, I love them all. Mm-hmm. I love like like a lot of people are like oh this guy's getting a uh, and this was before Pipple was was cool. It was trendy. It was trendy, right? It was like when it was considered like like a ghetto or hood, right? Yeah. Um. So. I mean, I always loved Pitbull. I grew up around a lot of Pitbulls, and I just knew they were awesome dogs, right? Can they be extremely aggressive? Absolutely. Can they have a tendency to hurt people because they're so physically gifted? Absolutely. But what a lot of people don't know about Pitbulls, and I'm sure you can attest to this, is that they're very extreme, both sides. Nice, yep. So they could be, and at the same time, they could be extremely athletic, and extremely goofy. Oh yeah, <laughs> they could be they could be very mean and intimidating, but like little pussy cats yes. and super loving. Yep. And and that's and it all depends. You know, it comes down to how you raise the pit bull. You know, it, it really does. If if you keep a high energy dog at home all the time, it's going to be destructive. Exactly. Like any other kid. Like not even just pit bulls. Any working class dog, right? Shepherds, uh, collies. Any high energy dog, if you keep them cooped up in an apartment, don't exercise, don't walk them properly. Even for a normal human being, right. being cooped up in a, being cooped up, you get build up a lot of anxiety and you just get a lot right. of destructive energy. Right. And they have more energy than people. So, mm-hmm. so you have to make sure you give them exercise, give them the walk. You have to tire them out. A tired dog is a happy, happy dog. dog. Yeah, because their mind is, I need to be doing something. Right. Think of it as someone with ADHD or something. They need to be constantly doing something or else they're just going to have that energy of this is going to turn negative. Like, you pent up a lot. Like- that's what they're bred for, to work, mm-hmm. to move. They're not okay. bred to, like, sit around no. and do nothing. No. And that's the key. To, and, I'm, and I'm saying, like, there's so many. On the contrary, pitbulls weren't raised to attack humans. When, back in the day, when, when they were uh, building a fighting dog, um, Actually, if a pit bull turned on its owners and bit people, they put those dogs mm-hmm. down immediately. Yep. Uh, that wasn't a trait that they wanted when they started create when they were creating the breed. Mm-hmm. So they just got the ones that were had the highest drive and were and did excellent in the in the ring in the pit, mm-hmm. which is hence the name pit bull. So you want they wanted to create the best pound for pound fighting dog, mm. and they got it in a pit bull. Mm-hmm. And here, but the thing about the pit bull is that they just have an extreme nature about them. They have an extreme willingness to please. A lot of people have this preconceived notion uh, that is completely incorrect about pit bulls, where they're uh, killers. If they taste blood, they go crazy. They're they're not a shark. Like they're fucking sharks. (laughs) Or or if they, all their jaws lock. Mm -hmm. There's no locking mechanism in a pit bull's jaw. Mm. You know, that, that bite force... 
it, that that people see or, or feel or when they mm-hmm. see on the, when they're biting on ropes or anything it that's just pure just drive, drive. Mm-hmm. that's all that energy is pure drive yep. that's that's what they were built for you know they just want to please and they are loving dogs they actually make terrible guard dogs mm. for the most part right. i wouldn't go test it, it. Yep. but but any dog owner knows or anybody that knows about the breed People usually don't get pit bulls as guard dogs. No, you you need two dogs if you want a guard dog and want you, you want to, one. If anything, the pit bull will, will show you around the house, <laughs> let you rob the whole thing. So if I had a couple slices of pizza and I just step in, it depends on the it depends, <laughs> it depends but on the for the most most pit bulls like a better because they're instinctually is not to mm-hmm. guard the house. Mm-hmm. They might bark a little bit, but you open the door, they're gonna whack their tail and you know. Invite yeah, as you long in. as you don't look menacing. Right, right. Because yeah. they read by. I mean, yeah, they're right. obviously not stupid. If you're like sneaking and shit, mm-hmm. they're gonna you know go nuts. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you know, I would get like a more appropriate. I would get a German Shepherd. I would, and I love pit bulls. A Doberman. But yeah, Something if I was like looking that. for a guard dog, I'd get Doberman, uh, Akita, Rottweiler. Rottweiler would be my number one mm-hmm. choice, mm-hmm. and or, or a Shepherd. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Or, you know, I, I wouldn't get something like a pitbull to guard no. my house. I would get a pitbull because I just love how goofy they are. The loyal, the level of loyalty. Oh, they the have, love. Unconditional. The love, unconditional love. And I tell, I tell you, both my pitbulls look, I mean, they they were so protective. And, and uh, mm-hmm. my, the one that I most recently had, like I have videos where my, my girls were just like in their face and pulling on a dog. And she just took it. She completely loved mm-hmm. both my girls. Obviously, because I'm not a irresponsible father, mm-hmm. you know. My if they show if my dogs ever show any sign of aggression yeah. towards my girls, I would go absolutely ballistic and get rid of it. If anything, my, my Shih Tzu showed more aggression towards my girls, <laughs> you know. Because Megatron, that's my Shih Tzu's name. Megatron <laughs> is not having it. Like he's not going to be able to take. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a little Shih Tzu. He's yeah. not going to let the girls like you know rip them apart Different like a, like a stuffed animal. Yeah. yeah. So, but but I'll tell you what, Megatron, my shit too. Every time Elliot, whenever she cried as a baby, even now if she cries and whines, Mega cries with her. Ooh, so yeah, mates. Megatron cries with her. He literally when she's crying, like rah, 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 he goes. He just starts howling. He starts crying. Like no, that. She sounds really adorable. Yo, it's the cutest thing. First time he did that, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> He loves the girls, man. You could train that as like, hey, Mega, sing. Yeah, man. He love. He only does it. Mega cry when 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 Elliot's crying. Mm-hmm. When Jordan like he doesn't. Yeah. When Elliot's crying, interesting. He mm-hmm. goes off. He goes off. He howls. He has, cries with her. Was there a special connection? Where, did he like? Did Mega go up to her? Like, kind of snuggle with her? Nothing like when they were I growing saw. up or when she was growing up? Nothing that I saw. Yeah. I mean, like, he just hangs out with us, and and uh, I mean, they know we're family. We're we're like a pack, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you know, that's Mega's favorite then I don't know Mega's favorite is my wife <laughs> he, he's connected to her like oh, okay. he is like so this is how we did when Megatron was a puppy we were we went to a park to a big field out in Queens and we're going on a trail we're on like a little hiking trail in Queens and and I was like you know what let me see I was like yo yo Lise I was like why don't you go down there I'm gonna go over here because at, at that point Megatron was like very um, neutral to both of us mm-hmm. and and so Lisa went down there. I went down there. Megatron literally in the middle. And he starts walking. Or we're both calling him. And he starts call, and I, and I call him. And he's looking both ways. And he starts walking to me. And I'm like, yeah. And and, and then he stops. He, he goes like maybe like like uh, 30% closing in on me. Mm-hmm. And then he stops. Looks at me one more time. And then just doubles back. 
<laughs> beeline straight to lease. So ever since then, I swear, ever since then, it could not be more clear that that he chose her like way above me. Before it was very neutral. I'm like, damn, maybe I should never did that test. Mm. But it's weird. It's weird with dogs. Like that day when we did that test, he clearly decided my loyalty stands with her. He bent he bent the knee. When she takes a shower, mm-hmm. when she's in the bathroom, whatever, in the morning getting ready for work, boom. He's sitting right outside the door. So what do they make in that moment made him choose Lisa over well, you? He had to pick where he wanted to go. Whether to to you know her or me. You know, and if it's my wet, it's me all day. You know, she she'll choose me over everyone. Mm-hmm. And it's not even mm-hmm. close. But uh Megatron, he was a little bit conflicted and it was while he was still a pup. But when he made that choice, went to her, it we, we did the same test over and over and he pick her, but like this time, no hesitation. Just go straight to her. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't even look at me eventually. I was like, you know what? F this dog. <laughs> that's your, that's <laughs> your dog now. Say. He stopped listening <laughs> That's your dog now. That's her. Yeah. That's, that's your responsibility. I was like, that's it. No more haircuts, nothing. I'm not maintaining his ass. That's, that's all you. I'm not petting you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not cool feeding dog. you. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you know what? I should probably try that with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Put them in the middle. Do, do you really want to know the answer? Do you want to know the answer? <laughs> I have a feeling I know the answer. Mm, okay. I think one would choose her, one would choose me. It'll be it'll be a split. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. You know. Yeah. Everyone has their favorites. You know. Mm-hmm. How about how about your daughters? I mean, is this something that they want? They want another you know pet. Do you want another dog? Of course, or the kids they love animals. Yeah. You know, they want. Have they been asking for another dog since? No, they they just keep saying they miss my wet. Mm. They said, when am I gonna go back to the doctor and get her, uh, mm. the younger one? Mm. Uh, but my oldest is, is is getting it. She's just like I miss her, mm. and uh, she knows that she's 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 uh, not coming around anymore. Mm. She's just like I miss her. And when we watch videos of her, it's like oh, mm. so it's nice. Yeah. Um, I mean they they they're missing her in the right way, and I love that they haven't forgotten about her. You know, they, they still mention her sometimes and, and make references to Moet. So, I mean, I love that. I love that. But without crying or making it too sappy, mm-hmm. but they just remember her. And I think that's what's important yep. is that we, we, we remember the good times. Mm-hmm. And that's the important part. And that's what I like to see in, in, in my girls, you know, that they just remember the good times that we had together and we still miss her. And that's perfectly normal. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. As, just, as much as time they spent with her, you know, growing right. up. They're more into like... You know, other stuff like, like oh, Avatar. Get me a bike. Right. Oh, they love the. I put them on. I saw that bike. That's really nice. I didn't know. Nine They're gonna bike learn how to bikes. ride a bike before me. Oh <laughs> no, that's true. Oh my god. How you know? You know, crazy. You? We spent we spent how long teach, trying to teach you? I think we spent like I don't think three we years. Three Wait. years trying to teach you well, how to well, ride a still, bike. Well, he's still he's still, not three years consistently. Yeah, not consistently. Just, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, I can pedal, pedal and stay upright, but I'm still not comfortable with like. I think, we need, I think we need to get you a bike with training wheels. Probably. Adult <laughs> training wheels. That's actually not a good way to teach someone how to ride a bike. Yeah, that's why I heard too. As well. yeah. Yeah. You're going to so, make them too reliant so, on it. Here's the thing with, with my girls. Like, how we're teaching them how to ride a bike. Uh, we go, you know what, training wheels, they're, they're never going to want to take it off. Because mm-hmm. it's like, they're having so much fun. They think yeah. this is... They get too used to having the, the training apex. wheels on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what they don't realize is, is, a, is a lot more fun without the training wheels. Mm-hmm. But then when you're a kid, you don't have that scope. So... We just never introduce training wheels to them. They literally have a bike with no pedals. 
so they're walking the bike they have to learn how to balance it right yeah so they're just they're just taking a few steps and then they're lifting their leg and then shine the pedal and they're doing it all on their own that's so crazy like i'm thinking why create something that was going to be detrimental to a like a person learning something like balance fair what fair like kids parents are probably afraid of having their kids kids fall on a bike just trying to make it well, easy i don't think training wheels are a bad idea mm-hmm. i think the concept it was a handicap though like it, but to, a me, lot of, to me to right, me way but out a lot of people it, aren't like gonna handicap. see it like that they're gonna go yep. i and i agree with you by the way but a lot of people aren't going to see it like a handicap mm-hmm. they look at it as as confidence building and mm-hmm. and you know, confidence and not even that like a lot of parents are really overprotective yeah, they they don't want their kids to fall. Just a little boo boo. They and don't. Then, they don't want yeah. that. They don't want that. And and I'll tell you, my kids fall all the fucking time, all the time. And I see other people freak out. Mm. And the key thing, if you're a parent listening or your future parent to be, if it's just you got to gauge the fall, but you cannot freak out. You freak. Sometimes the kids like they fall and they're ready to get back up, but the only reason they cry is when they see the parents freaking out. Then they. It's, then they then they freak out because you're transferring with that anxious anxiety energy to the yeah. kid, right? Right. right. Maybe you're changing, you're changing the aura now. You're throwing your feet <laughs> yeah. to your kid. So mm-hmm. a lot of times when, when Jordan and I, I'm telling her she fell, she tumbled like she was on her scooter. She was going really fast, and she got super confidence on. And a little bit of shimmy, she 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 looked back, and then boom, she rolled, fell, scraped her knee, and and bruised her hip, and then. She looked at me, and, and I saw all the people. Was like, <gasps> I didn't run to her. I didn't do anything. I just kept walking towards her very calmly, and I was just looking at her. And she got back up on her own. She looked in, and she saw the blood. She was like, uh, uh. and I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, it's okay, it's okay. I was like, that's good, that's good, that's all right. We'll clean that up. I'll clean that up when we get home. And she's like, uh, uh, uh. and then I was like, you're all right. I was like, you want to get back on your scooter? She's like, no, I'm gonna walk. I was like, all right, you walk. I'll carry your scooter, so let's go. And it was a tough fall. She's like, oh, it hurts. And then I looked at her thing. It was just a little bruise. I was like, oh, that's okay. And I just looked at I was like, all right. It's just She got a little bruise and a little scrape. I was like, that is actually pretty damn good. And actually, the tumble, as bad as it looked, it helped break the fall. Mm-hmm. Because the energy is transferring, transferring yeah. into the spin, not in one area. A hard she, stop is worse than It a wasn't tumble. like she slid. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. tumbled. Yeah, yeah. Right? She rolled. Right, if she slid, then that'd be probably Different. more, or if it was just a direct impact, like a splat, mm. then we're looking at something probably broken. Mm. But she tumbled, so I was like, that might be because I'm, I'm a, like, I'm the master falling. I constantly fall my entire life, mm-hmm. and then after that, after we walked like one block, she was like, I want to get back on my scooter. Mm. No tears, did not cry. almost, almost, but I was put a kibosh. You kept to it, it calm, kept it calm, calm, and everybody else freaked mm. out around us. And they were looking at me like, how can this dad not freak out? What is wrong? They, they probably looked at me like I was some kind of like psychopath <laughs> where I couldn't feel emotions. But the key thing, I had all the emotions inside. All of it. Yeah. I, it, I just, for my daughter's sake, mm-hmm. I didn't show it out here. But inside, I was like, oh my gosh, my baby, my poor baby. <laughs> but you, you don't yeah. want to make the situation worse. You're trying no, to it, calm it, it down. It already happened. Yeah. She fell. Mm-hmm. I have to be calm. I have to think clear. Freaking out is not going to fix it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to traumatize her. I know, mm-hmm. And I got to let her know that it's okay to fall. Things are going to happen. You're going to fail. You're going to fall. You get back up. Yep. 
you you walk it off and then when you're ready get, get back on a horse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know face your fears and let me say she's excellent right now. and she's taking the same approach that she has, that's how she attacked everything now and then i saw when her sister fell this morning on her bike and then and then uh and her sister was just she didn't know she didn't know how to process that so she was on the floor and no one had a reaction jordan didn't even have her older sister didn't even have a reaction she just looked at her and said are you okay and then she's like uh and then i told her, i was like elia get back up get up so elia goes okay but i fell i was like okay i was like can you can you get up she's like uh-huh so i was like all right get up what are you doing down there so she gets back up and jordan goes hey it's okay to fall but you have to get back up okay if you Ooh, can you have to get back wow. up and then you get right back on your bike when you're ready and then you ride it again so that we both can ride together i was just like Oh my gosh! Oh my god! That's, that's so, to your so profound. She just so turned profound. six. Wow. My oldest just turned wow. six. That's a lot of wisdom. Just yeah. giving that type of guidance to her little sister. Hey, that's that's good Man. wisdom that she's passing down that you passed Man. down. I mean, I would you know. say, like you mentioned, a lot of parents are overprotective. They don't want to have the child get hurt or fall down even at all. And then, then you're just not setting them up for success either. You're just gonna have them. You're gonna set them up to fail future in life. To become hurt easier because they don't know how to handle falling down yeah i mean that sounds a little bit harsh but But. the truth is when you baby someone even as an adult Mm -hmm. even as teenagers they they tend to lose that um independent ability right Mm -hmm. a perfect example man like i know someone who had everything done for them as kids like everything and then mama did everything for them one of my korean friends right and I was talking to him, and he told me his mom did everything. Clean, cook, freaking fed him until he was like 10. Like, just really baby. They buy, bought him anything he wanted. I mean, his house was was huge. I mean, like, when I went to go see him in college, I went to go visit his house. He invited me, and he had his own driveway, his own little loop. And I was he had just, his own place? Yeah, he had his oh. own bathroom. I was like, holy shit, dude. In college, damn. Like, why would you leave for a dorm? Like, this is terrible. Yeah. I would stay home, man. And then and then he told me, man, my mom did everything. And when I'm hanging out with him, he doesn't know how to do anything on his own. He didn't know how to do laundry. He didn't know how to cook. He didn't know how to talk to people. After hanging out with him, he said, he said to me, college was one of the best things that ever happened to him. Because his mom wasn't there to do everything for him, to protect him. And because she was holding him back so he had to catch up to the rest of us you know he didn't know how to run on his own mm-hmm. you know he had to learn how to cook clean talk to people to make friends mm-hmm. to make to build a network to build relationships with with mm-hmm. this, you know girls you know it, it was it was a big learning curve before he felt entitled to everything but when he was on his own he started realizing everybody's shutting him down that he wasn't shit mm-hmm. and he's like wow how come everyone's not doing this for me that was a big wake-up call. So a lot of the times, you know, if you do something like that, you're actually holding the person you love back. If Look, here's my here's a very easy rule that I apply. Do you, does your brain work? Is that handicapped? Mm-hmm. Nope. Your hands and feet, can you walk and can you pick shit up? Yeah, that shit works too. Good. Then anything you want to ask me to do while all this is still working, no, you're going to do it. You're gonna. That's 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 not even me being tough. That's just me being normal, right? I feel like if you can get up 
and walk and do things yourself, go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're sick and uh, I mean, I'm not talking yeah. about I'm that. Talking about a normal situation. I'm just talking about yeah. spoiling someone. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's not your birthday or none, you know, I don't go out my way to spoil anyone. If you can do, if you can think on your own, you can move in your hands and your feet work. Then do it on your own. I mean, and this wasn't my parents didn't teach me this. Is what I learned this when I was hanging out in the streets. You know, like. I remember someone going, yo, does your fucking feet work? You want to do that in your own? And to me, that was like... A wake-up call. Like that a, opened up everything for I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, oh, that's the path to life. You know, so that that's that's really how I operate. Oh. In that case, I'm going to upgrade the drinks. I'm opening that I'm still that working whiskey. my beer, man. Yeah, finish yeah. that up. Beer before liquor, nothing can get you sicker. Let's go. That's the not that's true. saying. Not true. It's the same, but not true. It's a nice rhyme, though. Damn. Wait, is that really not true? I drink too much no, so I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, like when you drink, you you mix, so it, it doesn't matter to you. But then you've been you've been drinking what White Claw? Oh, I've drank so many White Claws in the past. I'll call like past seltzer. Months. You know, yeah. at first I I I really didn't not mm, like it, really um, but it grew on me actually. It's, it's on this, good. in the quarantine, it grew on me. Yeah, I thought it tasted disgusting, but now now I I feel like it's kind of refreshing. It's a nice yeah. easy drink. Cause yeah. I mean, does some of them taste nasty? Yeah, you have some that taste like Robitussin or like cough medicine. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that. I think I had one that tasted like Robitussin, and I really it it really threw me off. Yeah, it, but it kind of killed it for me. There are some good ones out there, and for me, it's just like a nice, easy drink because then one, I like the combination. Mm-hmm. Um, it's low calorie. It's fun for an alcoholic drink. It's pretty low calories, mm. right? Hundred, yeah. I think it's hundred calories a can, so it's yeah. not bad. So you, you, when you drink, you look at the the health benefits. Uh, <laughs> I try to, yes. I look at calories. Try. I take calories into account when I'm drinking. Drinking responsibly, also mm-hmm. drinking uh, healthily as much as possible. Like, like when I go out to bars and stuff, I'll mainly drink. I drink a lot of Bud Light. I drink a lot of Amstel Light. Now, is it because what? I like the taste of it? No. I drink because it's less than like a hundred calories a beer, a bottle, mm. and I just count the number of bottles I'm drinking. I'm like, okay, this is how much extra I'm gonna have to work. Oh wow! To uh, burn this off and making sure that it doesn't stick around. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I prefer something with a lot of bite, like mm. when I drink. So I like IPAs, nice. but then usually the they're very heavy. heavy yeah, yeah, like I'll be honest, I don't like the taste of IPAs. I I'm, mm. I used to, and but yeah. then. I got over it quick. I think I think uh, as your palate matures, I think I'm still at that. Um, I know a lot of uh, people who 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 love IPAs because of the bitterness, but mm-hmm. then I think as your palate matures, you go, you know, it, it doesn't really. It's not about the the how you know the bite of the of the liquor or the the alcohol. It's more of about you know the preference, your taste. It it just evolves. Mm-hmm. You know, and for me is like. I don't like staying like doing things that's just like staying out all night. Now I'm more of a happy hour drink for a couple hours mm-hmm. and then call mm-hmm. it a day. Yeah. So I just try to drink things that are, like easy and land quick to like go down. Mm. Like mm. does Bud Light taste like water? And does it taste disgusting? Yes. But is it easy to <laughs> is it easy to drink? Yes. <laughs> I mean, so, we're about to hit some uh, Belvinie. What is it? Belvini. Belvini. Yes. <laughs> Belvini. I butchered that. Huh. But you guys, uh, you guys uh, started with uh, uh, starting getting into Lagavulin, yeah, and that has a huge like, you know, sixteen, six only sixteen year, sixteen year, and Lagavulin, Lagavulin, ten, twelve, yeah, 
and a 16. But the bite on the 16 is not bad. It's mm. not even a strong bite to it. It's but it still smooth. has that. It has. It still has that herby. I, yeah. That that um that very um, earthy earthy taste to it. You know what? Because it's known. I, it's known for it. I think it's like an uh, an acquired taste. Mm. I will admit that. Would I say if you're just new to drinking whiskey, where you go straight to it? No, build yourself up to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it. Mm-hmm. Like I guess the definition of a bite for me is a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, cause Hold on, it, hey, hey, oh, let me get your glass. Oh, thanks. Uh, double wood, twelve mm-hmm. age, twelve years. Yeah, this, I mean, this is okay. This is not single the, malt Scotch whiskey. Right. This is not the super good stuff, but it's. It'll uh, it'll do the trick. Yeah, we're gonna we're, we're not gonna do this on the rocks because I like a, like an intelligent person. Mm-hmm. I forgot because we're having hot pot. Yeah, so we went to. I mean, Lisa, let me get you. I can't. I can't wait oh, for hot pot. We got we got um. We went to the supermarket and we had to take out the ice maker <laughs> to make room because we got that much food. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. So we're Thanks. gonna have to drink this neat. I'm fine with that. I went to the liquor store, pick up some stuff, and just in case we didn't feel like hot potting, whatever. Oh, we got tired, and mm-hmm. we could just eat regular food. I mean, I'm telling you, she's got ribs and her barbecue. Oh, ribs. she made ribs? No, no, no. She has ribs. She oh. made ribs the other day to test it, and I'm telling mm-hmm. you, her ribs are next level, man. Ooh, next. I'm, I'm not bullshit. You know, I'm really picky. Yeah. With, mm-hmm. with my meats, you know, especially when it comes to barbecue, mm. and she. Can't Held it. She one of the best. It rivals yours. Uh, my ribs game is probably gone now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At your peak. Yeah. At your peak. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. It may have surpassed. I know. It, I man. know his secret. It's so good. <laughs> uh, you guys, you guys want to put some water on this? I'm good. I'm I'll good. put a little, a little drip yeah. to open up the flavor. Yep. Yep. I'm good for now. You good? Yeah. yeah. Like I don't know. I, I don't know when's the next time I'm gonna barbecue, but my rib game is gone. I could probably still make a mean burger, and steak. <sighs> mm-hmm. But oh, when you make burgers, do you do you mix the the, the type of meat that you use, like lamb with? No, uh, I'm too lazy. It's just I, beef. It's just just beef. straight up beef. beef. Okay, eighty five fifteen. Okay. What's the proper way? Aren't you? You I, say you're supposed to mix ground lamb and ground. Yeah, beef? some people. Some people. Um, cheers, uh, I mean, like, for cheers. different fat mixture. I'm guessing and flavor profiles. Yeah, flavor profile. Cheers. I think um, you're supposed to mix uh, like uh, half and half. So it's like half beef and half lamb. And then you no. get these. This, Ooh, this, man, that's good. Yeah, good. <laughs> you get that, you you get that texture. You get that fattiness. Oh, um, God. Yeah. I, I mean, that's how Jordan. That's how Jordan Ramsey does it. What did you say? Because yeah. that shit was so good. So oh. I'm, I'm a simple man. I love my burger simple. Like straight mm. up, eighty five fifteen ground beef. Mm-hmm. The as, the fanciest I get is making it organic. You know what? Can can we have like a little burger cook off? Norm, you could do your your, your uh, lamb and ground mix. I'll do my burger. Yeah, because Norm's been talking about that ground and yeah. uh, uh, that ground lamb, <clears throat> ground beef mix for a while now, and I'm I kind of want to see what's up with that. Dude, I'm dying. I'm I'm down to have I like think, I think he's holding out on a recipe. Like I'll do a cook off here. Like we don't even need a grill. We just I'll do yeah, it on a pan. Yeah, uh, you know what? I, and I will say, uh, your girlfriend Norm, her her pork shoulder. Oh. I, I I think about that at times. That's so good. I wish I, had, I took I more. twice, but I I think about that pork shoulder at times. I'm I'm just I just uh, you know I'm a, we we all love yeah. our you know food here and red meat mm-hmm. and um, I, I love I, pork. Yeah, that pork shoulder she makes, bro. Yeah, that was bomb. That See, was that, so but, but is thing, that like a Dominican recipe? Or? It's a uh, it's Spanish. 
So okay. it, so there there are different ways you can cook it. The, you know the Puerto Rican way, Dominican way, you and can, just so the Cuban. There's a Cuban style. What was it? So, what's, what's so what's, the, what style what was it is that? What was it called though? Like there was a specific name for that dish. Pernil, pernil. So yeah, so, so Bro, why do you say it like that? <laughs> I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get that Spanish accent. It's tough. So pernil. Oh, oh that, pernil. Pernil. Does pernil. that double pernil. R that, that, yeah. that tongue roll. Pernil. Oh, I can't even do that tongue roll. So <laughs> can't yeah. do it. Why why? Oh, is it cuz your, your tongue is short? Is that why? I can never uh, do it. I can never do the double R myself. I, can't. I think mm-hmm. it's just a fact. So. Does that mean Wait, does that Wait, I heard you can't do that that I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> They, this they would say, be me oh. <laughs> Wait, they say you can't do that because your tongue is too short. Oh, I never heard. Uh, that. That's, heard that's of that. one I heard. Like, um, I heard a girl say that to me. She she said, uh, yeah. I, "I can't, I can't do <laughs> that's, that. that." That's the worst. That, I guess that sound when, you, when, when, when a girl tells you that. When, uh, <laughs> um, it wasn't dirty. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's where my mind went. Yeah, that's where my mind went. <laughs> we were talking it was strictly food. Come on, guys. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Speaking different languages. She was going. She was going. I think it's worse if we're going to go there. I think it's worse if if uh, if a guy has a short tongue, mm. Mm. right? I, Rather I, than a girl having a short tongue, you know. Well. I, I have. I rather have everything longer. <laughs> so I mean, maximize. You know, just maximize. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So so many ways I could take that the so, wrong uh, way. Um, we're, we're trying to keep this clean. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. It's already explicit. This podcast is explicit. So um, well, I was trying to talk about food, man. I was. Yeah. 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 So you, you have to take. Uh, let's take yeah. it. Let's let's swing it back to food. You know. All right. So so how how do you say? Pernil, pernil. So it's spelled P R P E R N I L. I feel like I just did it with like an Indian accent. Pernil. <laughs> yeah, like a pernil. Pernil. Yeah. yeah. Is that how I say it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Right. There you go. Yeah. So right. I mean, uh, in Dominican style, it's 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 we do it um, with like uh, the marinades consisting of orange, orange juice, like an orange, like kind of citrusy kind of marinade with with a lot of garlic. So the one thing that we haven't done is to make the the skin cr- super crispy and the way you do that is to boil boil the uh the, the pork shoulder in hot water for I, I think a few minutes and then take it out and then uh and boil it boil it in the oven broil broil, broil. yeah open broil flame open flame broil it in the yeah oven. like and, a then you, and then you get that crispy Brr. that crispy skin that that's how you get flame. that yeah that's how you, that's you know what you, you know it. what cooking toy i want to play with though but i haven't a blowtorch Oh, like just to get things crispy. John, like so, a, we're in a group chat. Yeah, right. I think we're all in the yeah, same well, group chat. Yeah, I think we're all in. John, a good, he you know, one, torch, one yeah. of uh, my childhood friends. Our, you know, yeah. So, so I mean that, whew, that. Those steak pictures he's sending. The steak pictures, oh. boy. He's, mm. I'm he's, like, he's up this steak game. Oh, I look so. The summer barbecues we're so having. Tender. Uh, he's definitely invited. Yeah, I want to see what he can do with a. With he needs to bring a souvé. He needs to bring a souvé and blowtorch. So is that's what it's called, souvé? Souvé, yeah. And that's when you cook something with the mini blowtorch. Uh, no, the uh, first he cooks it with the water, like you're cooking a controlled water temperature. Mm-hmm. You know, like boil. So basically, not boiled, you but it's like a control. It's inside water, though, I believe. And then you, it's all sealed, so mm-hmm. it's not in direct contact with water, but it's in like a oh. plastic container, sealed, airtight. Mm. Interesting. And then you put it in like con- temperature control water, so the inside cooks like, like evenly. cooks it evenly. Yeah. And then you take it out, so it look like when you take it out of the plastic, mm-hmm. it looks like a boil because it's still not that charcoal crispy right. outer layer for a steak. And that's where the blowtorch comes in at the end. <sighs> mm-hmm. Wow, and, man! And that 
I mean, I've seen it. I've seen so many videos. Have for you ever it. tasted a steak like that? I've never had a sous-vide steak. So, John, invite us. Is there is there actual uh, device? I'm not even yeah, sure John a, listens a to the podcast. It's, it's, it's a, <laughs> a sous-vide <laughs> machine. Yeah, we invite you, John. Yeah. This to is a come sous-vide on the show and cook us a steak live. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I'm waiting for. I mean, like, yeah, I think I want to cook off. I want to I want to yeah. challenge Pin on on ribs. Actually, wait, you're gonna challenge me to my ribs? Yeah, yeah, because gonna, I think. Wait, 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 wait. I I, hold I, up. Let, I, let's I, rewind wait, it. Wait. Let's rewind it. You're gonna think, challenge me to a rib game when I say my rib game is off now. It's gone. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, how about I'm I'm uh, this is a comeback. So I'm I'm challenging you so you get the comeback, right? Let's let's. Um, I, I want to see the ribs, but I want to see the burger. Yeah, I'll do a burger. You're talking about your burger. I'm yeah. Like, so I want to see your lamb like, burger. I feel like you got a thing. good good burger game. Yeah. Um, I don't know about that, but um, I, yeah, I could do my burger. I, could do yeah, my burger. I mean, because I know Pin has a pretty good burger game. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, 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 I could come I like out of retirement for ribs, you know. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll dust. I, I know I'll, your, I'll dust off I, the garlic I, powder. I, I know your secret <laughs> recipe. You gave it to me. <laughs> I dust up uh, garlic powder and yeah, all my sauces. Yeah, yeah. Never give the secret. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did. Um, so recently, I did uh, for Mario Day. Uh, I did. Uh, I did like a Memphis style uh, rub. So oh the dry, gosh. Rub. Yeah. dry rub. Dry rub. Have dry you dry ever rub. been to Memphis and had Memphis barbecue? No, not no. yet. Woo! No. No. Woo! I got a glass from um, from Memphis while I was there, and, and let me tell you, their barbecue is legit. Mm. It's so good. But I'm sorry, Memphis. I love you, Memphis, but. I don't know how many viewers I mean, or, or people we got listening from Memphis, but Texas, mm-hmm. best barbecue bar oh. none, hands fucking down. The briskets are amazing out there. So oh, in I'm Austin, you, like, I was down in Austin and I have fantasies about that shit. You know, I actually bought um, brisket and ribs back from Texas uh, to New York and heated up, and they were still good. Yep. Del- leftovers. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, well, it wasn't really left though. I just bought it back because I wanted mm-hmm. to share with the people in New York. And let me tell you, still good. Damn it! I actually thought about getting a place in Texas just so I could like mm. hang out there for like if I could take like a few weeks and hang out. I love Texas. Mm. Like I love Texas. What I part, love Florida. What, what part of Texas? I was in. Um, oh my gosh! It was like five years. Dallas. Ago. Uh, near Worth. Dallas, but like I think it's about Fort Plano. What? I was in Plano, Plano Texas. Plano, yeah. Texas. Yeah, yeah. I was hanging out with one of my buddies there. He's a good friend of mine. He's a good guy, man. Like, I, it was weird because we just became. I met him when I got out the airport. Mm. I met my friend Eric. Um, I met him when I just got out the fucking. I met him like way before that, but it was more like uh, acquaintances. Yeah, like we we're on a basketball court mm. and we we're okay. play, playing on opposite teams, and we never had a conversation. So it was kind of like I just kind of met him through playing, being on the same court. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up moving to Texas. And we had a tournament out there. And so I'm out there hanging out with my friends. And then this guy comes pick pick us up from the airport and then invites me to stay over his place. Of course, I take him up on it. And, man, he could not be more gracious. And, and it was just so much fun and hanging out with him and showing me around and all these great food spots and showing me the Texas life. And it really, I ain't going to lie. Like, I mean, he was showing me, of course, a little bit there. I felt like, hey, Will, come on, man. Come move to Texas. You know, <laughs> I thought about it and I still think about it. I said, mm-hmm. I don't know if I could live there for like 12 months out the year, but like one or two months there. Yeah. I could certainly live in Texas exactly. for one or two months out of the year. Just not in the super hot months. Because mm-hmm. that's a whole nother level of wow. heat that this New Yorker can't. Oh, but, yeah. You know, I, that's a whole nother. I'm. 
you, like when when I was there, we were we were jumping. I went to Texas in one of these hot months where it was like it felt like it was 120, 130. It was in, like it was like walking out into a sauna. But was it like dry heat or was it like humid? One twenty. It was humid, also? man. Mm. It was humid, like yeah. a sauna. That's even worse than it was like a sauna. We were playing basketball outside uh, during the daytime. And then when it started getting hot, I was like, I'm not fucking with this shit. It's a different and kind of heat. It was so of, hot yeah. out that when we went to do cryotherapy, you know, when you go yeah. into oh, a, a, frozen, a frozen chamber. You've done it? Oh, yeah. We got, I got video of it. Me, me and you can only do it for like 10 minutes. You're not too long, right? Like 10 minutes. It was, I was so happy to go in there because it was so damn hot out there. I was like, this cold ain't shit. It was, <laughs> it's, it's it's like, oh, shit. It was so inviting. But after like the last... 20 seconds maybe of the cryotherapy I was like holy shit my nipples are all hot I was like I was shaking I was like da, 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 da. and then there's a guy in front of you that's counting down yeah. and I was like, da, da, da. but no it was pretty cool man cryo I, I, he's a big uh, my, my friend he, he was a big uh, uh, proponent of it he thinks it works because we were playing basketball mm-hmm. it was like it was one of these day tournaments right where you were like a weekend warrior where yep. you just play for like three days if you if you go, make it to the championships you're playing for three days it's a three day tournament uh, first day is just preliminary, uh, and second day is the playoffs, playoffs and then the third day is the final, championship. Yeah. So, and you play a shitload of games, man. Especially if you're in a division where it's it's stacked. So you play a shitload of games, uh, and and you're just beat up. So we were like, you know what? Let's do cryotherapy. So we went we went there, and I I left going, bro. I do not feel any better. I should feel worse because of cold. I feel like. Fucked it all up, made me feel old and slow, like it's just crickety. Even the next day, yeah, it didn't do shit for me. Oh, for me personally, wow. uh, for everybody's different. For him, yeah. for him, cryotherapy was—he swears by it, mm-hmm. like it's the shit. Here's what works for me. So one of my friends is a personal trainer and a, and a professional masseuse, mm-hmm. right? He used to play for the what's that? What's that? Arena Football League AFL, right? I was gonna say XFL, but that was that. <laughs> he used to play but, arena football, so. He he saw me at the, at the tournament and he and he saw that I was beat up after the first day, and that's my thing. Like I don't know how to pace myself, man. I've been going full blast. Like yep. I just want to destroy, and and I just go full blast, and then the next day I play like shit because I'm just my muscles are like done. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he did something to me where, where he called uh, I forgot it was with these uh, uh oh um I think it's called muscle flossing. Oh, where they take them just kind of run through the seams no. of your fibers. So there's these bands. There's these bands that he has, right? And, and like these rubber bands. I'll, I'll get it for you guys in a second. Mm. But there's these bands. And and uh, they, they look like CrossFit bands. But it's like these huge rubber bands, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. But I'll show it to you guys in mm-hmm. a bit. And I apologize for you guys. For those of you guys are listening, I can't really uh, intricately explain this articulately. But anyway. Um, so, like huge rubber bands... And you, you, he tied it, he wrapped it, and you, if you wrap something, guys, if you guys are listening to this, I don't want you to do this the wrong way, you have to wrap it away from your heart. So you start towards your heart and wrap it towards your foot. You go south. You never mm-hmm. go north, mm-hmm. right? So uh, he wrapped it from my thighs, went down to my knee, mm-hmm. and then uh, it, was, it was pretty tight, man, mm-hmm. uncomfortably tight, but not so uncomfortable where I couldn't move. But it was definitely very restrictive. So he wrapped it from my thigh to my, and this, again, I'm extremely sore. Uh, a lot of lactic acid mm-hmm. buildup. So he tells me to do 10 squats. I'm like, bro, are you freaking serious? Man? I'm You're beat. Already, it's tight. Yeah. And he goes, Will, just do 10 squats. Number one, I'm sore and it's tight as fuck. Mm-hmm. I do 10 squats. He tells me to lie down. I lay down on a mat. 
He takes it. Uh, he, he's doing like whatever these weird shits in my legs, like just moving stretching it, it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he takes it off, and then I just feel all the blood just push. Ooh. Yeah, he did that for my calves, and he did it to the other leg. And let me tell you, that evening, that evening, I was like, holy shit. Way more energy on my legs than I've ever felt in a, after a game like that. Way more energy. But mm-hmm. I, I did still feel like the tiredness because my muscles were sore. But I just didn't feel like it was eating away at it. It didn't Next, put a weight down on Right. It. I was able to walk. I was able to walk normal because usually I'm, I'm hobbled. I'm, I'm limping for the rest of the day. But no, I was able to walk normal, man. I had enough energy and I healed way fast. So in terms of muscle flossing, I thought that worked a million times better than cryotherapy. Cryotherapy, I, I, I'm not going to lie, it felt like snake oil. Mm. It just seems like cryotherapy is like, it'll, yeah, it'll f- like it tense up your muscles and then it'll be hard for you to kind of be relaxed, right? If anything, I would think like being in a sauna. Would, would kind of relax your muscles and get well, you Well, the problem with the sauna up. after yeah. a workout, like immediately afterwards, a big problem with that is that it's going to uh, increase uh, inflammation. Mm. And that's and that's what you don't mm. want. I would, so I, I could understand cryotherapy after mm. the fact, but then like if anyone has arthritis or anything like that, I can't imagine that's good for them. Mm-hmm. Right? And I have arthritis in like freaking three, four different places in my body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that wasn't, that just didn't, for me personally, my body, it was very uncomfortable and it didn't really do anything for me. It didn't hurt me, but it's just I just didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't do it again. And uh, but in terms of like heat therapy, I love heat therapy, but you don't do it if you don't want to increase inflammation. The mm-hmm. whole point is to reduce the swelling. Yep. And Got then it. do that's what why, you need to That's heal. why you, when you when you uh, twist your ankle, you you want to ice it. Oh, for of, sure, yeah. I'll ice the shit out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then after it's done whatever it's doing, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, the American way is or I should say East Eastern Eastern way is to um, heat everything up. And then Western philosophy is to ice everything up. So it's, it's very interesting. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think both are good. But depending on the situation, it's not a one size fits all. Right? Yeah, yeah. It depends on your body mm-hmm. type. It depends let me, on the situation. Let me get those bands so you guys, because for those of you guys watching the podcast, hold on. Why do you think like microflossing is it's what helps muscle flossing? Muscle flossing. I'm thinking it's the same thing as like a pressure release point, right? You're mm. clogging it up so everything builds up. Yeah. So all the lactic acid, the blood, whatever. Yeah. And once you release it, right, you're building up the pressure. Think of like a traffic jam. Mm-hmm. You're building up. This is from my. My take of it. I'm, I'm just, I'm just getting your opinion yeah, on it because I, I don't know what my muscle I, flossing is. I've never had it so. done, but I've had like pressure point mu- massage done. Yeah. So it's kind of like creating a traffic jam, clogging it up. Got it. And then you're kind of letting that build up go on, and then you release it, so then it flows quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that probably helps to move the lactic acid around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, increase the blood flow, and that's probably why it helps and feels better. Yeah. Just, right, a, just, just so a disclaimer. I don't know what uh, muscle flossing is. We're just guessing. guessing. We're just yeah. like making. We know that we're it helps not, athletes, but then we we're not doctors. Come on, we're just talking shit yeah. here. Come yeah, on, we're talking <laughs> shit. You know, anybody. That you know what us, that looks like to me? That looks like that takes us one hundred percent seriously. Fruit. Like we're that's doctors. A, you know, I'm just giving. That looks my like a fruit roll up, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Roll up. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That looks like a fruit roll up, and I want to eat it. Anyone that takes us seriously, like we're fucking doctors, are idiots. So it's just like. 
look, we're, we're just normal, average guys, yeah. regular guys, sharing our everyday life life experiences, mm -hmm. what worked and what didn't work for us mm -hmm. personally. Now, if you want to try it, do your own damn research and be safe. Yeah. Anyway, it's crazy that we need to give disclaimers. Is it, I don't know. This is the life don't try this at home. Don't try this at home, guys. <laughs> anyway, people will listen um, to us. This is the red band. So this band here is is actually more tight. It's more more restrictive. Yeah. So I have two bands, right? And I think you can find this on like a lot of CrossFit gyms. So just to give you, mm -hmm. Ooh, you, guys you hear that little, snap? Yeah. So you gotta get a good idea if you guys want to think of a. So for those that's listening, and think of here, a check giant, this out. Think of a fruit roll up, and a rubber and right. just gigantic and here's a black one here this now this black one is not as as tight as the red one but uh it just depends what you yeah. what you're looking for and how tight you want to wrap from afar that muscles. looks tighter because it's smaller i would assume this has more that one's a, the red one yeah, is i the feel one. i feel i feel it's, the uh pullback on this, it, the it, resistance it's when you wrap that one is definitely it grabs your, your your leg tighter but i gotta tell you muscle flossing it works I'll say these these were probably great for stretching too. Just just oh, yeah. kind of like and that extra strength resistance. Yeah, and, and I know you're big on stretching, yeah. which is oh, very smart. I, I put that into my daily routine now. Like every morning, fifteen minutes, while I'm getting the coffee ready and everything. If I didn't, I'd be tight throughout the whole day. Knowing that one, yeah, I'm still working. I'm just sitting down majority of the day. I'm not. I'm vending. I'm walking around less. So you have to make sure you keep your hip, your flexors. Your quads, every, your glutes especially, loose. How do you get someone to start stretching? Because that's that's the unsexy workout, right? A lot of people think that because stretching, you're not going to have a six pack. You're no. not going to get cuts. Like a lot of people, they're not going to be able to. Mm -hmm. There's no vanity in stretching. There's, there's no, nothing you can really show off no, how flexible you are as a as a male. Mm -hmm. As a male, you can't really you can't do a split and other males go, oh shit, watch there's, out, that motherfucker there, goose. There's <laughs> you know? definitely nothing you'll see in the mirror from stretching, but there is a lot of self care in it because if you don't stretch, that means your recovery time is slower. That means your workout, your your motivation to work out between days is gonna be less because you're gonna be stay sore longer. Mm. Like for me, since I've been stretching more consistently, like daily, uh, every morning for 15, 10 to 15 minutes after every workout for 10 to 15 minute, minutes, I've been working out five, six days out of the week now, and mm -hmm. I barely have any soreness. Mm -hmm. Again, this is home workouts. I haven't been recovery times better. Recovery times a lot the, better. I feel a lot better. You feel more energetic. Prevent injury. Injury prevention is better. Blood thing. flow. And you, the energy is a lot better too. And I then, also feel like it does it into your mind. Because it's also medita meditative in a way too because you're just, you're, you're focusing on your breath in, out. A lot of stretching, people think, oh, it's going as far as you can. No, it also goes, you breathe into the stickiness of where it is. Mm. <laughs> like you feel where it's tight, where it catches and mm -hmm. you breathe into it. A lot of it has to do with the breath also for, st for stretching. Definitely all the, the things that I've read about stretching, it increases strength by 5 to 10%. Like it uh, actually that makes sense because if you look at, if you look at like Olympic Olympic athletes you you're talking about the um the gymnasts mm -hmm. they do a lot of stretching but you see how strong they are when they when they do the uh, um uh, the pommel horse or anything like that you right. know how much upper body strength that the, yeah. like, you know that takes and even doing flips and everything like that I you know I think um, stretching not only does it you know. Do the the blood flow and everything like that also increases strength. 
And then if, you, if you're really like a lifter, you, you should definitely do that because you don't want to be tight. Let's say you had to fight somebody and this person was a soccer player, strong ass legs, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, just kicking shit down or fight a, a gymnast, just tremendous body control, upper rings, put his body sideways with, you know, and the only thing touching anything is his freaking hands. Uh, who would you rather fight? I go with a soccer player. <laughs> you rather fight the soccer player? Yeah, because the then the legs is the only thing you might have to look out for. But with gymnasts, you gotta look out for everything. <laughs> you gotta look out all four limbs, mm. and they're probably more flexible. They're more agile. Yeah, they could flip over. They could jump over you, <laughs> and then they're, they're probably more contortionist in a way too, since they stretch a lot. So they, they come from many different angles. Mm. So there's know. more things to worry about with a gymnast in my take. I feel like, I, I mean, like if, if a soccer player will get one good kick on you, you're, you're I mean, done. One good punch from a, one good hit from a gymnast will probably hurt too. Because mm, then they could whip it up much, much like well, the whip action you know, on it. A gymnast, they don't train in punching. So I would, I would be afraid from a boxer standpoint. But then as a gymnast, they won't, they, they don't really train, they train overall, but then I don't think they focus on a specific uh, body part. So if I'm, I'm going against I a disagree, soccer player. I disagree on the gymnast not focusing on a certain body part mm-hmm. because, like I said, on a pummel horse, you're, you're doing upper body mainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're a floor gymnast, you're doing legs mainly right, also. Right. So, yeah. no, you still have to kind of focus on, like, if you're doing the rings, there's a, there's a lot of upper body strength there, yeah. too. I think I will have better chances now, against a gymnast. Now, would a, not a, not a, would, would a kick from a soccer player hurt more? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, 100%. I'm not saying that. It would hurt a lot more. But at least with a soccer player, you know what to look out for. Mm, okay, yeah. Okay, you can anticipate what their movements. they probably be using their legs. They, instead Primarily. Of four, instead of four limbs, they have two limbs. That you can focus on, yeah. yeah. I, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, Strategic. but those two limbs are dangerous more. as fuck. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. And you're forgetting one key piece with the soccer player. What is that? Fucking stamina. Oh, yeah, that's right. If the motherfuckers could run for miles, mm-hmm. for, for you know, what was that? They say every five hours. <laughs> they run like yeah. 20 <laughs> miles. No, they run like 20 miles they a run game. They run equivalent to like almost a marathon every fucking game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't crazy. know, bro. You're, you're fighting somebody that doesn't get tired. Mm-hmm. See, if I, I don't know, man. So initially, yeah, f- on the front cover, I'll be like, you know what? Yeah, I want to fight a soccer player rather than a gymnast because that motherfucker's strong all around. Yeah. But then I think, who's going to get tired first, though? That's Because I can last. If you don't yeah. knock me out and, and, I st- and I'm still in the fight, then I'm going to go, who's got more stamina? I mean, granted, let's assume that I'm in shape because, <laughs> because I'm better professional gymnast or professional soccer player are both going to fucking be in way top. better shape than I am. But let's just say I'm in my prime and, and I'm not drinking or smoking or, or doing anything or eating junk food, anything that'll cause you know, a reduction in stamina. I got to go, you know what? Maybe I might fight the gymnast because if this guy could fucking... Play at a high level after running fucking twenty something miles. I'm not sure I want to fuck with this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He still has energy after running that hard, I mean, and that's not like steady pace pacing you. Motherfuckers sprinting, doing all the shit, physical contact, mm. bumping motherfuckers. Yeah, I don't know. I think I might be with you. On he this could outlast. Run. He could outlast you. Right, right. Mm-hmm. If 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 I could pace it out with the gymnast, let's say we're in a, we're in like an octagon, okay, right? UFC type shit. And 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 I'm fighting a gymnast. I'm gonna want to pace it out with the gymnast. See, that's when you say like octagon. So there's there's a finite amount of space. 
So I'm thinking like you can take advantage of that because he can't he can't be just like you know trying to trying to evade you the entire time. Who? The soccer player. I'm gonna be invading that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he could tie you out though. You know, at that point, right? So you wanna you wanna knock him out as soon as possible. So your strategy in terms of winning the fight is different with a I soccer think player more, versus more like space a works to the more less space works to your benefit versus soccer player. I think because then, yeah, because then you don't have to run around as much either. We're, we're in putting a, in, we're, a, we're, in close space. Actually, right? yeah, we're with the soccer a, with a soccer player, context, you're yeah, gonna want to close the distance. Yeah. yeah, you gotta close the distance because mm-hmm. yeah. the legs. Yeah, yeah. so you, you have to take away his greatest weapon away mm-hmm, from him. Mm-hmm. So, so it depends point. on, on, point. on it. The but, octagon. But look, I think we can all agree, like, I will not be in a ring with a rugby player. The rugby player is the last person I want to be in a ring with. Yeah. Their yeah. legs are even worse. Here's, than here's a, another problem. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, the, my fighting style, too. Mm-hmm. Probably if I fight a, a, a person who's got better range than me, that, that might be a problem for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could yeah. be a problem. But do, you, do you consider yourself a close range fighter or long range fighter? I'm a long range fighter. Long range fighter. Uh, okay. I'm very aggressive, right? Yeah, yeah. But but then at the same time, I'm very calculated mm-hmm. when I fight. Yeah. So I, 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 everything slows down for me. Yeah, everything slows down for me. So, or at least back then, I haven't gotten a fight in a long time. Mm-hmm. But but uh, for you know, it's like mm. everything just slows down for me, man. It's like slow motion. And then yeah. when I see people, I just I feel like I'm much faster than they are mm-hmm. for the most part. I'm able to see it coming, but but. Like it just depends. Like when I'm fighting, some people you fight, it can speed up the whole thing for you. You're like, what the fuck? It feels like, like it all happened in a flash, mm-hmm. or it feels just like you're just looking at everything. Like, oh, this ain't shit. Like, yeah, you know, it depends. It depends. You know, but if I'm, I think I might go with the, I think I'm gonna fight a soccer player. I think I'm gonna fight a soccer player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because about it. then again, like I'm thinking because he only has two weapons. I mean, uh, he yeah. only has one weapon, which is his legs. Yeah, because I don't so. have to worry about wrestling. Mm-mm. Right, exactly. I don't worry well, about his hands. But with, with, with a... Gymnast, yeah. Yeah, to. I could build a better... Str- if we're doing UFC, right? right. We're in octa. Let's yeah. strategizing. Let's yeah. strategize but open this. field is different. Yeah, but so we're, we're, just, we're just limiting to, to octagon, right? So we're going... But with a gymnast, like, I'm going to fucking kick, flip... Fucking do some weird shit that yeah. may be unorthodox. Mm-hmm. That you probably like seen. run towards the fence and then jump off the fence and do the yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. This, this, the this, overall body strength. Yeah, just the awkward. Like fighting people that are awkward is yeah. tough. It's their arsenal. You know, their, their arsenal is a lot, just like playing a lot sports bigger. with people that are yeah, anyone that's something unorthodox. Mm-hmm. You just it's it's tough. Rather than fighting someone that has all by the book form, right? Then it's just a chess match, mm-hmm. but. You're someone that's unorthodox it's kind of wild you don't know where those punches are coming from right it's right. just so weird you know fighting yep. with weird people is just weird mm-hmm. and, and and if they got heart and they could last like they could catch you mm-hmm. everyone has their uh certain like habits right and techniques right. so if you went against uh, i'm gonna fight like, the soccer player yeah yeah <laughs> if you're playing basketball and you go went out you want to get someone like dennis Rahman, you don't know what to expect mm. i feel like he'll do like he'll be doing anything you using a leg, using no, a head. No knock on, a- no knock on fobs for you um, Asian people listening to this, but for you non-Asians, um, fobs fresh off the boat. It's really a term like Asians use on people that they could be born here or born over there, but if they act like you know they're from outside of the Asian Americans, yeah. 
we tend to call them a fob. Like outside of normal aseptic culture, whatever that is, right? Right. So when they, like for example, fobs, like if they speak Chinese more mm-hmm. often, if they dress a little bit more like them, mm-hmm. uh, we go, oh, that's a fob. You know, oh, that's really fobby, you know, a term that yeah. we use. So um, I, I feel like fobbies, uh, fobs are, are really unorthodox. Dude. Playing yeah, basketball, yeah. basketball with them was one of the worst. It, it was really strange. You just didn't yeah. know what to expect, right? So, First of all, fobs, their reflexes, I feel, are quicker because yeah. mm-hmm. they eat a lot less fat. Uh, yeah, they're leaner. They're, 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 they're like moving Way easier. more healthier, right? And just, the old school fobs. I don't know about new school fobs. So you new school fobs yeah. are listening. And they're like, oh, that's not true. I'm talking about old, old school fobs. You know? yeah. Old school fobs <laughs> would fucking play basketball <laughs> from fucking day to night. They play 10 hours then, without even tiring we're out. only drinking water the motherfuckers yeah. wouldn't even eat you know the whole time i just see a fucking like a like a 20 gallon fucking water <laughs> bottle on, that on they the all share the you know, that they all share and they fucking drinking that shit and i'm just like what the fuck we all go break to eat we come back they still playing i'm like what the dude these motherfuckers don't eat but what i will give them i mean they're skinnier and everything a lot more lean but uh, but I will give them their reflexes are much faster and they tend to like move more awkwardly but that's the, what makes it tough playing against them you just don't know you like, can't time it you can't time shit mm-hmm. versus a regular basketball player so it's like know? erratic like a heartbeat yeah. it's, it's like very, erratic heartbeat that, that's you know, like, so there's no that, rhythm to it like if you're playing them you know? for the first time but once you see more of the habits and, then you and get it down you, you, you kind of like yeah. figure it, it out it's like when the Euro step was first introduced to the NBA right, right. no one could guard it because right. what yeah, the hell yeah, yeah, yeah it was so awkward yeah. you didn't know the the, 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 the footwork but that's what I'm saying with most fobs I was playing against I was like and they would pass like forever. Like none yeah. of them wanted to take a shot. Like bro, <laughs> they tie you out with the passes. And they're like, no shot clock in street ball. But street ball, you know, no, no shot, shot clock, clock in street ball. ball. So he's like, yeah, I don't. And I'm I talking about take fo- advantage of that. I'm talking about fobs that could play basketball though. They understood the game, but they just played it differently. differently. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not talking about fobs that can't play, but I actually played with fobs that were really athletic and really you know how to play too. had a passion for basketball. And it was just different. But once you figure them out, it's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Once you figure out all their tendencies, their fears, their weaknesses, and where they don't like to go, you could kind of dictate their whole movement. And, and it's way easier because you can see how, how limited they are. Yeah. But when you don't know, it's just like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. You know, what the fuck? If you've never like? seen it uh, It's hard before. to play them. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to play them. But, but everyone you, has habits, you, tendencies, once you figure out and you the sh- habits. Yeah. And, yeah. and you share it with your teammates. Like, yo, that person likes to do this. Yeah. Hey, that person likes to do this. And you all sh- you're all sharing yeah. you know, these little things on the team. Then you could totally it's like It's them. like after the fourth pass, they're definitely going to shoot. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, type you, of thing. You yeah. see like where they like to line up and mm-hmm. where they're uncomfortable. In certain yeah. and areas you see the spots. Yeah. I miss basketball shit, yeah. man. Street ball uh, specifically, right? Um, or, or just I don't care, I just, I just like being like, being on the court with people. Mm-hmm. But like, now in my older age, I don't even know, man. It's, it's different out there playing ball now too. It's, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Like I don't different. even play games anymore. I just I still I just miss shooting around, like dribbling the ball, shooting it. I just miss it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just miss like just that camaraderie that I had with my teammates and and, and that competition. You know, just just wanting to like just take the other person's heart mm-hmm. and just and then like just doing moves on people and just seeing them like there's a, there's a certain level of dopamine that you get when you cross the shit out of someone there's another level of dopamine when you dunk on someone 
if uh, even when I was younger, before I was able to dunk, just clapping on someone, mm-hmm. and that's when you do a layup and you just clap the backboard, the backboard so damn hard, the you pre-dunk. slap the shit out of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a layup, but it's like super uh, extra. Yeah, you know, and, <laughs> super uh, aggressive with it. Yeah, I would the do louder one, to clap. I would do like one eighty claps on people and shit, or windmill claps. And, <laughs> yeah, and it'll go. And it was just like stupid, man, but. Um, the satisfaction or, or the blocking the crap out like sp- like a volleyball spike mm. man it was just, just and it's actually a level especially if somebody is across from you talking so much crap and they don't expect you to uh, you know be good at basketball oh my gosh the, the fun level part. of satisfaction oh, I, I used to drive energy from seeing people get flustered playing like you gone in they just don't know and they're like you take them out of the zone you, they just get mad and and they just get flustered and don't know what to do. They get annoyed. I, I used to drive energy from it. Yeah. Yeah. When, when they just didn't yeah. know what to do because you mm-hmm. outworked them or you outsmart them. You know, I miss that part. Yeah. I miss a, a little bit of competition. But I also miss, like like you mentioned, the camaraderie that basketball build. Like, you could get five strangers on a court, but they play three, four games together. They almost, instantly, like, you knew each other for a long time. We're almost like friends because it's just, you, you're going. Not to take away from actual thing, but you're like going to do battle together in the game. Yeah, and that's what I love about yeah. team sports. Mm-hmm. Here's what I miss: like, you know, it's being on a court and staying on a court. Oh, yeah, just owning toward, it, owning it, man. Yep. Like it's your court, and they're trying to build all these different teams <laughs> to, to to knock you out the court. You just stay on a court all day, baby. It's your court, and your confidence levels are like you got three straight wins, five three straight wins, wins, ten <laughs> straight wins. And you're on the court data, nobody can knock you guys out. And by like the eighth, ninth game, you're tired, but you just gotta keep Take that streak going, yep. man. And you got a good squad. And then like you just you guys know where you guys are gonna be on a court. Mm-hmm. And I think you guys are dapping each other up. Like, oh my gosh, man. That yep. was And then next time you see each other on court next time on like on a different week, you're you're like same squad again. You don't again. even yeah. need to have a conversation with no. them. The, those guys know. instantly become your brothers, yeah, man. You just know. I miss that. Yeah, I mean, just having that streak and just owning mm-hmm. that court, knowing it's yours, yeah. man. And you're the best court on that playground. You know what I mean? Yep. Like you're just that best court. You're the court to watch, and everyone's gathered. It's like a like a big crowd yeah. around the court, yep. and 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 everyone's ooing and aahing, and there's girls there, and you're putting on a show for them. <laughs> Oh, and, man, and the funny thing is that like, you could play with five strings, and you not know the game, not yeah. not even know the names of the entire games that you're playing. Just like. Yeah, and, and after that, you're sore as fuck, mm-hmm. but then you go eat with your friends and you hang out and do whatever, but you're sore and you're just like, but it's that, you know, you just had this overwhelming feeling of happiness. And that's what I love about sports in general, especially yeah. team sports. You just get into this meditative state where if you have all the problems in the world, but none of it matters while you're in there playing. On the court, the only matters is the game at that point, right? That's it. All the problems don't exist. It's a stress relief. It just don't exist. All the bullshit, Mm -hmm. all the the division. If you like blue and I like green, if you Mm -hmm. like Chinese food and I like Mexican food. That shit don't matter. You know, none of it. All the politics, you're a Republican, I'm a Democrat, whatever it is. You know, it it doesn't fucking matter on the court. Nope. It just you realize how ins, ins, insignificant our differences are mm-hmm. when we're when we're actually having to put action to everything. Okay. When you you when we're when on the same team, when you're on the same team, you lie and you rely on that person next to you to help you win too. You realize how much more we have in common, mm-hmm. and you realize like, oh shit, I man! Like if, if I see eye to eye with this motherfucker, if I could just see past like the color of this person's skin. Uh, or or the differences that we have, 
you you we go oh you go a little deeper mm-hmm. just a couple of lovers not even that deep just go a couple of lovers you go oh my gosh we're the fucking same mm-hmm. we're the fucking same actually oh my gosh like this guy like we could be brothers, brothers. man yep. like, regardless of politics skin color sexual belief anything religion whatever you're just there for the same goal yeah like or I can't tell you how many amazing friends I made through sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have never connected a with them. A lot of people I would never talk to outside of sports. It's just like even remember when we played in the same league together, a whole slew of different personalities and backgrounds. Whole slew. But then, but then for whatever differences we have, we respected Practice. it because mm-hmm. of the court. Yep. You know what I mean? It, it kind of brought us back. Like that's my teammate, mm-hmm. and we respected each other and. Because we're successful, we won a championship yep. together, right? So we, all of us was very different. We had Extremely diverse different. team. Yeah, it couldn't be more diverse. We were like literally the United Nations. <laughs> yep. It was black, white, white Spanish, Spanish, Italian, Italian, everything. Asians. Let me like, ask you: Was that the only team that was that diverse? Yes, yes, we're the wow. only diverse. Every and other team won. was. Every and other you team. won. Mm-hmm. And you got the championship. Uh, I hit like two, chip. two, two game winner shots, three to yeah. one. I'm like, yeah, Ooh. clutch, baby. Every team was, and they like, knew they were gonna give me the ball at the final minute, final seconds. But it was all good, man. Like everybody played their role. Everyone, we all knew role what player. we were good yeah, at. Everyone's role like, player. like they knew I had the killer instinct. They knew I was clutch, right? Mm-hmm. And I say that I say was because I haven't played in like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So, but everyone had their role. People would. Be the rebounder, the mm-hmm. person that was like the, the shooter, the shooter, the spot up, the point guard, the passer. We know who was the slasher, who was right. like we could rely on defense, everything. Mm-hmm. We knew everyone knew the roles, right? And they played it to accept it and play to the utmost of their ability for mm-hmm. it. And, and for, for those of you listening, it's not like you don't even have to play at a high level mm-hmm. to get this feeling, by the way. You just need to play right. and find other people at that same, are at your level, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just same, same, same skill level. set and and. And playing, and you would get that feeling, man. It, mm-hmm. it just, it, it's just a weird thing that sports can do. Even in combat fighting, there's this this freedom of movement in in your physical that that, that nothing else can replace. When, when you're moving with someone else and using your body and mind along with someone else to coordinate that, mm-hmm. that takes a special skill set that we underrate. And when you do that, and you actually win, and you defeat your opponent. Mm-hmm. There's just this feeling like where you go, where you just, there's this discovery of self-discovery and other people. And you're just going, oh my God, there's this extra level of human that I just figured out. And it's so amazing. It's so, that's why I love team sports. I love being with people. That's what brought the extrovert out of me. Because originally, I, I'm, I'm an ambivert, but originally I was always an introvert. Always, I I preferred to be by myself. Mm-hmm. I was I was more comfortable in my own skin, in my own weirdness. And when I started playing sports, I was like, okay, okay. It really brought the extrovert out of me. I'm like that motherfucker's cool, and they're not judging me. Oh, okay. Like you know, like mm-hmm. let's figure yeah. this out together, man. Because like that's the, like you mentioned the great thing about sports is it just brings the true you out without all the baggage in your own mind. Yeah, of like judging yourself, judging other people. That's gone. Right now, you just focus on winning, playing the game, whatever sport it is. And you just focus on, okay, you know you're analyzing the game. You're not thinking about yourself, what other people think about you also. You're not thinking about that. So that's the preve- that's not preventing you from getting to know other people now at this point. It's it's fighting for something greater. Exactly. Right? Yes. It's and be- then you have to be able to communicate and work together yep. to achieve that goal mm-hmm. 
that's 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 the beauty of team sports right so because you you're you're you you see you see clearly you're working with people that you've never met that's super diverse mm-hmm. and probably have super different beliefs than you but then you have this one goal, Same goal. one I will, simple I will goal say, i will say that one enemy that you when, when you play when you play these sports right out in the real the real mm-hmm. world people will make you believe that being black white asian spanish Middle Eastern, whatever, mm-hmm. that we're completely different species. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they'll make you believe that we're super, super different. Like we're all meant to be on different planets, even. The food that we eat, mm-hmm. yeah. the colors that we like, the religion, the things you do, how you act at home, everything. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, when you play sports, you realize no. it's not that different. No. We're on not the field, all the same. Different. We're not that different. And, and that's the great thing about sports, I like, is uh, and this is a quote I heard recently, and I, I'm just trying to keep it hard as much as possible. Is that everyone has the same goal of going for the progress and not the perfection of it? Because mm. you go for perfection, you're never going to achieve it. That. You're going to stop yourself because you're not going to be perfect. But if you just aim for progress, mm. like winning game to game to game, that's progress. Preach. Then you're working on something. You're growing yourself. Preach. You're growing yourself. You're, that, that, that's the you word. You still for day. growth. Yeah, progress. progress, not perfection. I learned that, and I'm obsessed with that. Mm-hmm. Like ever since I figured out that, you know what, your will. You don't got to be perfect, mm. but you need to be better. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's- so I've, I've been very patient with myself. My whole, the way I move now is just, do I see progress? And even, uh, that's it. Yeah, and, even, and then I, and I'm like okay with that. Yeah. And I'm not comparing myself mm-hmm. with anyone mm-hmm. else. Your I'm own. just going, yo, am I doing what's within my, am I controlling what I can control? Mm-hmm. And, and if I'm going, I'm not, I can control this, but I'm not taking uh, charge of it I'm not empowering myself To take control Of something that I can absolutely do Then Then I'm disappointed In myself So I really look at it From that perspective And most of the time I do things In a collective effort As a team So when I When I express My frustration To anyone else It's also because I'm frustrated With myself I'm looking at us Like a Like a team And I'm going Guys Guys Come on man Let's This is we're beating ourselves, and that's my problem. Mm-hmm. When when I look at it like we're be, we're beating ourselves, we can control this. This is things we can control, yep. but we're not limiting limiting uh, the mistakes. Fake. Well, either we're being lazy, or we're not thinking, we're Unfocus. not taking, we're not focused, or, or or we're just not talking to each other, right? Mm-hmm. And, and this, this is a basketball, but it can it, it's parallel to, to life. It translates to life absolutely. Then I'm going. All right, these are things we control. Now, yes, I'm going to be frustrated, but not frustrated at singular. Like, y'all's all your fault. That's not not a way to. It's a team because if you're on, if you're wearing the same jersey, if you're under the same roof, under the same company, under the same family, mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, guys, let's control what we can tr- under control under the same planet. Yeah, exactly, right? bro. You get you getting really deep on. <laughs> no, but, I mean like um, it's about Beanie. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with so yeah. much you guys saying, uh, especially like the fact that like we're made to perceive that we're different. But you know, I I always look at back at this Bruce Lee quote, quote when he had this amazing interview. Um, and he comes, he's been he, he's been uh, already uh, you know uh, acting in Hong Kong, and he comes mm-hmm. back and he has this interview with this uh, in the U.S. and he says like under the heavens, under the you know under the sky, we are but one family. Mm-hmm. You know, and that really spoke to me because. If you look at it that way, you know how much progress that we would make 
Oh you know? my gosh. Oh my. And, you're absolutely and, right and about not, that. And, and not think like, okay, you're different. I'm different from you. Yeah, we're different, but... Can I just say that I love, love when I meet someone different from me? Yep. A good different. Like, we're respectful. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I don't like disrespectful. You get disrespectful, a whole different but, viewpoint experience. Okay, yeah. But, yeah, exactly. Like, you create an additional wrinkle in my, mm-hmm. in my brain. I'm going, oh, shit, that was yep. a, that's an interesting way to look at it, man. Yeah. Like, I want to learn more about you. See? I want to know how else you think, and I find that intriguing. Can I um, add something to yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. So, when, when you say, like, you find that intriguing, did you know that if you were to learn different languages throughout your lifetime mm-hmm. you would actually prevent like uh, uh brain de- de- degenerative disease is that is that a fact that, that's a fact all right so that's a fact because if you if you're able to if you're actually a uh, like a polyglot which is which means that you speak more than three languages mm-hmm. you actually um that causes your brain not to d- degenerate and cause like alzheimer's like like brain diseases like alzheimer's like um um other brain degenerative diseases so you, when you're saying like when when it creates a wrinkle in your mind uh-huh. in your in your in your brain that actually physically changes like your right. well-being so here's what and i love that you just mm-hmm. shared that and i'll share something else too so i had someone from china who is uh in my company he is uh one of the executives mm-hmm. uh from china come into the u.s and he speaks perfect english actually his his daughter uh goes to uh boston and uh and he's from china and he told he's a vp out there and, he, and, and we went out to a bar together just me and him and we were talking and he told me he goes you know will we we're talking about like kids and children and and he asked me if i speak chinese and i was like well i do speak chinese but not that well uh and i've been going back and forth if i should teach my children at all and he's he's what he told me he's like will listen to me absolutely mm. and i'm going why and he has a bit of age he has about 20 years on me so i listen and he ha- he has a very high uh position in the company so mm. and he's he's not douchey at all he's very chilled down to earth and like and uh, you know he's like freaking five levels above me Wow. And you want to talk about pay grade, there's a big gap between our mm-hmm. pay grade. Mm-hmm. But he has no douchiness about him. He's just really late. But it was like me hanging out with you, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and, he, and he's taking me out to a bar. We're eating and we're drinking, you know, we're watching the game. And he goes, he goes, uh, you, wanna, uh, you want your kids to learn another language so that they have another antenna. Hmm. And when he said that to me, I was like, oh, shit, that's right. You do get a different frequency. Mm. So, like speaking English, you get the American culture, the way the Americans think. You get, you get all of that. You get the, you, you dive into that whole space. You're able to speak that language. Yeah. But when you like speaking Chinese, you you speak that. You understand that mm-hmm. way of thinking. You get another antenna. You get you expand your reception. Mm. You know. So it's, it's, if you to use a metaphor, it's like very straightforward. Like you're looking at cable, you're getting more channels. And that's it you're getting more you're able to yeah. empathize and understand more mm-hmm. and speak intelligently about certain cultures and the way of thinking and if if you ever run into a problem to use it back to yourself the where you can equip yourself like a batman tool belt you just have more weapons because you know more than one route of thinking mm-hmm. to solve a problem you know another way mm-hmm. so it's like 
like a UFC fight, like a UFC fighter. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or style, fighting that soccer the player. Style. The style. The style. Yeah. Like not only can I wrestle, I can box. Mm-hmm. Not only can I, I know jujitsu. Oh, I, I know taekwondo. I know kicks. I go mm-hmm. grab. Kick the shit out of you yeah. too. So you gotta look out for everything. Mm-hmm. So you become way more dangerous. Mm-hmm. If you're able to build that muscle. I like how you explain it where yeah. it's like uh, an extra tool in your tool belt. Yeah. It's like your extra, it's an extra weapon. It is. Totally true. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And then not only that, though, let's just say how many jobs are available for you now? Mm. Yeah. Right? You're, you're, you're almost recession proof because they always need a translator. Mm-hmm. That and you can also open yourself up to options in different countries. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's a global economy now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not only can you be dangerous here. You're dangerous in Asia. Yeah. You're dangerous Europe. in Europe. You know, anyway. Yeah. And, but, but maybe in like five to ten years, if not sooner, Google is going to fuck that all up. <laughs> Did you see the Google commercials with the Pixel? Holy shit. No, man. I haven't. I, no, first I of all, it. I'm not knocking Google. I think it's fucking amazing. That And I was like, oh my gosh, when I travel to these countries, Google Translate. I could just put on a Google earbuds. I have my Google Pixel mm-hmm. phone and I'm not plugging them. Because uh, I have both an iPhone and a Google Pixel, whatever. But when uh, when when someone talks, like I'll be like in another language, "Hey, what's up? How you doing?" That's what I'm gonna hear. It'll auto translate. Auto translate. Now, once they fix the AI on that, and it's able to get more data, gather more data, and evolve, and learn, however they do it there, it's instant. I could be talking to you like this, and it's instantly tr- the computers. It's making all these decisions and it's translating like it's boop, 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 mm-hmm. and I'm able to say this and there and it regurgitated back to them, whether so in a speaker or my cell phone. So it's like a Star Trek technology coming to life. Where they have like all the different I'm alien sorry, I'm languages. not a Trekkie, but yeah. But yeah, sure. where they have like all these different alien languages and that's <laughs> the reason why everyone like, could understand each other. I, 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 I think that's definitely gonna happen within our lifetime. Oh, prob definitely will. But I was like, is that a good thing? I think it's a great thing. Anything that enhances our ability to communicate with each other, I think is a great thing. I, I, I will advocate for that. Would it be better to try and learn the language? You can't learn every fucking language. I give you that. You know, you can't learn yeah. every fucking language. I mean, language. I can't learn my own we language. Just, but, we just don't have that capacity. But the thing is, like, I don't think that will deter you from actually learning a language. Because when I, when I like, go mm, to a different country go. and I utilize Google Translate, you know, I, it, I, it, it ingrains in me, like, okay, this is the word for this. And so next time I don't have to use it. So I think it will augment the the fact that you're able to, you know, speak a different language. I don't think it's you know, my only concern for the future. Yeah. It, I love technology. Like if, if we're going, like, would you want to live back in like 1950 no. versus now? I choose now all day, all day. But I do understand, like, back in the day, it forced people to talk more. Like, my friend and I were having this argument. Like, he even hates a radio in his car mm. because everyone's listening to music, bobbing their heads. Or, you know, everyone's got the aux cord mm-hmm. or the Bluetooth now, and, and they're trying to listen to their favorite jam, and no one's talking in the car. They're just all kind of like, whatever, listening to the, to the tunes. And he said he missed the days. He ain't that old. I'm talking like I'm fucking mad old, but I'm not even that old. But... <laughs> I lived, I lived a, a, a lot of life. So, you know, like he misses the days where we used to just sit in a car with no music and we just talk and, and, and just wild out and have a great time in a car ride. Yeah. So, I, and I do agree with them when you extrapolate that idea and you bring it into like nowadays, like here, we're sitting here talking face to face and how much more awesome 
is this right here we're we're drinking we're talking we know we're gonna have a feast later with us we're gonna eat mm-hmm. some amazing food because all of us can cook right and we're gonna have this great feast here we're gonna hang out we're gonna drink we're gonna be we're gonna chill you know and we're very comfortable with each other where we don't have to put up a front mm-hmm. right so that's even better we be, don't have to waste be energy authentic being selves. fake <laughs> and and um and also with this podcast there's no fakeness this is, mm-hmm. uh, honestly like you guys know me very well what you see it's what you get for the most part. Or what right? you hear. You're right. I'm, I'm not <laughs> pretending to be anyone that I'm not. Like, if I'm going to be dorky, goofy, nerdy, talkative, I'm going to sound unintelligent sometimes, or I'm going to sound really articulate sometimes. That's just me. So, that said. This is some great Belvini, guys. <laughs> like, yo, come on. Let's do another cheers, brother. That's not a cheers. Like, yo, come on. Cheers. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Cheers, 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 cheers. It's been too long. It's been too long. It's been too long. Three of us have been hanging out. Yeah, so you guys, you guys no, were looking at me so intensely, but yeah. I, I didn't forget what I was saying. It's just that you, I haven't seen you in almost like February. Uh, it's like you're four real. months. That's the longest I think we've what? gone without seeing each other in the past. Within our control, yeah, that we know each other. It's pretty intense. Yeah, and then the way you were just looking at me reminded me of the old, old us, and then it just made me pause out. Oh shit. Anyway. Um, go back to my, the three, my part. The three of us when we were living. Yes, when we were living together. Into one room. Yeah. But here's the thing. How awesome. We're all three of us together mm-hmm. versus versus if we were on a Zoom call now. We wouldn't be or, like this at all. Not knocking Zoom at all. No. But I'm just, it, it, it's a great secondary option. But what I'm saying, it cannot replace. No, it Technology can't. could never no, replace. This is, this is, you can't replace this. You can't. Mm. It, it's, I, you can't. And there's going to be a generation that grows up without this that may prefer that because they're not comfortable with oh, this that's true, yeah. but this right here this in-person shit like it, it, like i don't know if someone's watching this a hundred years from now right when i'm fucking six feet under and 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 and, and i'm telling you guys you got to try this in-person talking thing it is the shit like with your close friends it is the shit time capsule advice for the young future generations if you could speak and meet with your friends in person do it. You can't replace it, man. That's Do true. It. Like, I would rather, like, if I were be able to speak to someone from the 1960s or the 1900s in person, oh, I'd rather oh. do that. Like, if I had a chance to speak to Bruce Lee in person, mm. I'd rather do that than hear his interviews, right? Mm. Record it. You know, that's my preference. And I, that's, that's, I think that's how I perceive what you're saying. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. having a conversation or even him speaking to me with that energy, he'll probably like smack me in the face. Whoa. You know, and I'm probably like, <laughs> his wow. energy would smack you yeah, in the face. En- oh, yeah. You wouldn't smack me in the face, but his energy. You know what? Would what smack I would give face. to see Tupac and Bruce Lee Com- a- conversate? Yeah. Oh. In a podcast together. Oh. If Tupac, just imagine, you know, Tupac and Bruce Lee. If they didn't die so young, that could be happening right now. I would love because, because you know, Bruce Lee, the philosopher, mm-hmm. right? People are forgetting he he's very well read, right? Mm-hmm. He not only for his martial arts, but he was very deep, very into philosophy. Mm. And this guy had a book collection like no other for an Asian American. Mm. Phenomenal, mm-hmm. yeah. Tupac way ahead of his time if you go back to what he said both of them bruce lee and tupac the, the two um 
amazing icons, legendary. You go back to any of the interviews, it's still relevant for today. When you want to talk about oh, Black yeah, Lives yeah, Matter, yeah, yeah, go back and listen to everything Tupac. what Tupac says, and you can bring it to this this day and age. If somebody regurgitates mm-hmm. exactly what he says verbatim, it'll still be relevant today. Mm-hmm. Today, he was so ahead of his time. Same thing with Bruce, Bruce Lee. Lee. Yeah. Take be- take what he said back in the day, apply it to mixed martial arts, mm-hmm. apply it to diet, apply it to... To mental He's the health. founder of mixed martial arts. Well, not just the mixed martial arts, but also social justice. Social like, justice. There's a there, there was a recent, like, recent documentary that came out on ESPN, 30, right? thirty for Thirty. With and, Bruce uh, Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bruce Lee. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, What's it called? Be Water. Ooh. Be Water. Um, yep. So, but basically, like this documentary, like I don't want to say that you know Bruce Lee was a like an active social activist. Um, but he was he, only 32 when he, yes, died, when he died, by the way. So he was still yes. very, very yes. young. Imagine. Yes. But what he was doing back back when he was in the... In an know, era ho- where... In the Hollywood system. It was a super yeah. duper yeah. Well, white not, world. Not even just Hollywood, though. Think about martial arts back then, right? Mm. He was the first one to accept but he foreign, was a, non-Asian, he was a foreigner. foreign into his classes. He yeah. was a foreigner. foreigner. Keep that in mind. mind. How yeah. limiting that was. Being an Asian. Well, he was perceived as a foreigner, but, but he by was the Chinese community. But he, he was, was American as apple pie. Did you know that he was born in San Francisco? Yep. He was a yeah, yeah, but he and he went back to Hong, Hong Kong. Kong. Back to Hong Kong. And why did he go back to Hong Kong? Because they wouldn't accept him here. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. But, so he was a foreigner. If he was in Hong Kong, he was a foreigner. Mm-hmm. And when he came home, he was, was a foreigner. A foreigner. Mm-hmm. How fucked up is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, Not accepted. And that's the problem. That's a problem with America back then. And that's what we're fighting yep. for right now. now. Right now. Mm-hmm. We're, we're right. still fighting, that's why fighting for that's it. That's why there's Asians, anybody, any minority, oh, and there's white. Everybody, everybody should be fighting for Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. because it's not only for Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. It's not only for them. Because if we allow, if we allow that injustice... For them, it's gonna trickle down. We allow it for everybody. Yep. We allow it for everybody. We gotta start calling this shit out. Mm -hmm. And it's not. And and just forget about the color of our skin, as we were talking about earlier. Yep. Just look about what if it's what if it's a someone that we identify with that had this knee on the. You know. Yeah. I I can't even. You know. I can't even bring myself to that again. It's similar to what happened like in World War Two during the Nazi era, right? It only grew to that level because one, people kept saying, "Oh, they didn't come for me," so. It doesn't matter to me, but eventually, when they came for you, no, with no one else left to speak up for you. Right, just like when oh, what fucking got me infuriated was during the whole coronavirus shit, and there was people going, "Yo, um, like wearing a t-shirt or hat or whatever, some shit that says, yo, I'm not Chinese.' Like they're Asian, but they're it's saying, oh, I'm not Chinese. I'm this Asian. Doesn't matter. You think they care? Like you, you, you understand? Like yeah. you think they're gonna go? Oh shit! You're Vietnamese. Oh shit! You're Korean. You're Thai. You're Japanese. You think they care? Even if you wore a t-shirt like that, you know what? What that signals? You're still you, a target. Yeah, you win. That's the, a big no, no, red no, no. Because those those type of people that want to attack. First of all, they're dumb as fuck. First of all, they're dumb as fuck. Second of all, they're just looking to start shit with someone who's submissive that's not gonna fight back. Because if you look at who they're tar- targeting, they're targeting someone that does not fight mm-hmm. back. Okay. They're looking for the easy targets. They're looking for a sure win. They're not attacking one on one. They're not attacking without a gun. They're not attacking like trying to jump you. They're attacking old women. They're attacking children. People that don't speak the they're language. They're attacking. They're attacking you, but then they with five of their friends. They're attacking you, but they got a gun in it. Ain't nobody going up to John Jones trying to fuck with him. Ain't nobody going to Mike Tyson. You know what I mean? They know they them, them boys can fight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're not fucking with them one on one. They know what time it is. 
They're racism. No matter how racist you are, you're not that stupid to go up to somebody that you know you're going to get your, a licking from. You're not that stupid. Mm-hmm. But when you wear a submissive shirt saying like that, like that's like how you, you know how I took that? It's like you're such a fucking coward and you don't give a shit about what's right or what, no. what's wrong. You just don't want any smoke. They won't target you. But like yeah. to break it down even in a simpler term, it's like saying, hey, I'm left-handed, you're right-handed. Don't come for after the lefties. Yeah, no, I... It's I, just... It's a ridiculous concept and, and a basis to build your own identity or whatever around. Yeah, and uh, when you don't fight, when you know that this is wrong, you either have to wait until the fact that it will come no. over to you, mm-hmm. or you're gonna... You know, it's, it's, it's a moral thing. Like, yeah. it's right and wrong, and you know that this is wrong then this is something you had to fight, fight for. If you think about it, eventually all these people that are racist and just take advantage of this situation, right? Mm-hmm. And when they run out of, say, in this current situation, right, just kind of spe- speaking for Black Lives Matter, when they run out of, say, black people to pick on, right, to be racist against, mm-hmm. who's the next target? Mm-hmm. Is that Asians, Southeast Asians, another European, not hispanic whatever they're gonna have another target afterwards you know the the beauty of what was happening with like covid and everything like that you saw this happening so basically like you know you saw this okay i'm against because of covid i'm against asians i'm i'm against chinese people brought out the true racist yeah brought out the true racist and now this happened with uh with uh, uh george floyd it brought out the true racist you know you have to like look at it. It's not a fight for a specific like. It's a color, it's a, religion, nothing. It's it's a fight. You know, you gotta you gotta understand. Like people are gonna be out here. They're gonna be they're they're racist, and you have to call it out as it is. Like you, you gotta stop Facts. with this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not you after know. me right now, so it's yeah. not my fault. No, yeah. not my issue. No, it's gonna be your issue at some point down yeah, the road. Yeah. It's an issue that we have to face mm-hmm. together. And you have good cops. That completely, completely disagree with racism, completely disagree with abuse of power, right? Mm. That doesn't want to hurt the people who really do want to protect and serve. That's their job. They're really good, decent people. And I know cops like that. Same. Right? And I had a lot of abuse from cops as well as a child. As a child. First-hand experience where I didn't, I didn't even do anything illegal. Yeah, Literally just hanging out. And there, I've been assaulted and attacked by a police officer. Had guns pointed to my face. I literally didn't do anything, right? But I don't know. Wrong place, wrong time, I guess, right? I don't know what the fuck was they, on their mind. They, they're profiling. They, they're just looking at, oh. Uh, but it happens to Asians too. That model minority, it's a myth. myth. It's a goddamn it's, myth. It's a racist myth. I, I can't tell you how many poor Asians I know. I can't tell you how many ghetto Asians I know. I can't tell you how many how many Asians that are struggling to make it. I can't tell you. No. People are just using that to divide and saying no. and saying like, yo, Asians is just they're all good. Like trying to label like no. every Asian isn't making a billion dollars. What they if you keep reading these news articles, you would think that we just make a billion dollars out of nowhere just because we there's Asian. There's no struggles because you're Asian. No, that's no. We struggle, lies. man. That's fucking. And then not all of us have good luck. We don't mm-hmm. make it. We struggle. We work hard, and we still don't make it. 
We understand that. We understand that. And we still try to do it. Just like any other person, any other white person, black person. It doesn't matter. This, but this whole myth that this uh, Asians are the most successful minority out there. Therefore, every single Asian. Come on, I man. We make up such a small fraction of what it is in the United States. Give me a fucking goddamn break, man. We're still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. We're still trying to figure it out. But to, to just take that small sample size and and go oh every Asian this is exactly you know if they can make it then every black person should be able to do the same that's re- it's fucking ridiculous uh, you know like, don't because uh, I could tell you from my worldview yeah I do know successful Asians but I know a whole other slew of Asians that's not successful I know successful blacks but I know a whole mm-hmm. other the whole system is brought up to kind of divide minorities I, I don't know but I would say this system is more of a class warfare than a I don't, not more of a class war, but it's definitely divided by class. Also. I don't want to oversimplify it, but at the same time, I don't want to overcomplicate mm-hmm. it. Yeah, we don't it's, want it, to me. I, I don't want to look at it like a race thing, even though it is. You want right? to call the, it the out. Systems make, it, the system's race, making it that it's way. It's a racial yeah. thing. But you just, yeah, here's what I bought. I, I, we got to look past that, though. We got to look. Is this a bad guy thing or a good guy yeah. thing? And, and, and it's not that difficult cause, because you know what? Kids. Kids. Talking about four, five, six years old, know the difference between good and good evil. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Good and okay. Evil. Like so. So that's all it is. That's all I'm looking at. I'm looking. Is this good or is this evil? Right. right? Like, and for the most part, when you're talking about like someone fucking putting their, pressing their knee on someone for fucking eight mm-hmm. minutes and forty six seconds, that's evil. evil. Now, regardless of what that person that's did, if that person robbed a bank, if that person smashed, robbed a car, is that a death penalty? Should that person be? Be judged by a police officer. No, police officer's job is not to kill that person; it's to arrest that person. It's also not to judge the person. Yeah, right. Their job mm-hmm. is to protect the law, not to take it in their own hands and fucking commit murder. Nope, that's a problem. That, that that's a big that's, that's evil that's, to me. Seeing a, a man out cry out for his mom and, and 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 crying out like that, that's that motherfucker is evil with man. no remorse in his like, face. That shit was evil. That so I'm I'm not going by color whatever because no. he could have been an Asian guy, he could be on a, a white guy. I would be fucking upset. Knee on his neck. And what's crazier? What's crazier is the videos that I'm seeing, the stuff that's going out right now. The how many like there's a protest against police brutality, and injustice, and it's like the evil is fighting back, mm-hmm. trying to justify their evil. evil. Yep. Like what the fuck? And I'm not just talking about cops because there are more videos of police officers shooting innocent vic- people and making them victims. Mm-hmm. Even the press, mm-hmm. they're shooting rubber bullets at the press, right? Take there's, ass. there's more murders going on, and there's more videos surfacing. Even after George Floyd, police purposely putting their knee on, pressing their knee on someone's neck, killing them, right? But I'm not talking about that. I'm, I'm talking about also protesters, protesters, the motherfuckers that are going in there. Rob, one thing to go in there and, and I understand tear the whole system down. I get it for those mm-hmm. anarchists or whatever, right? Trying to you know, loot, saying that we need to tear down, rebuild. All right, fine, right? Let's just say I play along and I go with that. But going in there and then actually not only robbing, but the, the people protecting start going in there and hurting them. No. Like the mom they're just staying there, shot? like saying, yeah. Hey, "Yeah, hey, chill, 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 chill." I'm chill. with you, but no, you still gonna fuck it up. And and go in there and assaulting them, and then they're running away and then chasing them down and fucking them up. Like, are you fucking serious? Mm-hmm. What did they got to do with George Floyd? 
Did they press any? What do they got? Are they? Do they got fucking? What? What, what are they doing? They they here with you. You know they're not part of this corporate whatever System thing you're whatever. trying to fight. They this is their livelihood, nice. and they're just in their store trying to protect. They figure if they're there, you're not. They don't even have guns. They're not even pointing guns at you. And you go there and fuck them up. You know what I'm saying? That's I'm against yeah. that too. I'm against all evil, yeah. but I'm not gonna say all protesters are fucked up. No, I'm not gonna say all, all cops, cops are fucked up. No, no, the, those just are not evil. Most I guess assholes these are, on both sides. These are not evil protesters. Most sides. Those people who are hurting innocent people, they're not protesters, man. They, they're opportunists. They're taking advantage of what's happening, and they're, right? and they're ruining that message too. They're they're taking the attention away from it. They're ruining it. It's it's a battle between good and evil, man. And 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 that's what we gotta look at. We we gotta stop. You know, people like putting everything in these little carpet, these neat little silos where you're going, oh, every protester is bad, you know, because of those lootings. Oh, all the protesters are fucked up. Come on, guys. That's not all. Oh, every every single person that wears a blue uniform is a fucking dick, you know, or, or abuser of power. Like, come on, guys. You, you got some you got some police officers really like fighting against this shit, too. Like, the thing to me is. It's so easily identifiable who are the wrong, the who are the bad, and who are the good. That's you know, how fucked up that system is, also. But like exactly. again, it's a the, pe- if the people in charge are evil. Like going back, if they're evil and they're in charge, the whole shit's gonna fuck up all the way down. Also, it's just the people in power don't even want to give an inch. Yeah, I'll be honest. I hope more people get caught out in the bullshit. You know. Keep recording, like you said. Keep recording. Keep sharing. Keep putting it out there. Don't let these. Yeah. Don't let these bases get away with it. Yeah. Don't. Anyway, other stuff. We've been on this yeah. for a while, and I'm sure the media has been pressing on you guys mm-hmm. listening on this. It's just that um, I wanted to make it clear where we stand, and we stand on the side of good, and, 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 and we draw it. a clear distinction on that line. You know, we have a lot of friends that are police officers. We stand mm-hmm. by them because they are good police officers. They're the good, good people. They wanted, mm-hmm. yeah, there's good people there. They're good people. Don't alienate them. Um, and there's another sense of we. I have friends that are protesters, and mm-hmm. they're fucking good people too, man. And I have friends from all different colors. Fuck, man. Mm-hmm. I, I just hate this whole situation. You know, I wish I wish the world could get along no. like we all get along. You know, within our circle, but mm-hmm. it, it's a lot more work. We not. we have a lot more work to do and uh we do need to speak up about yep. it progress so not perfection progress not perfection well mm-hmm. so when we see an injustice out there let's call it out mm-hmm. let's do our way to fight it i'm not saying we don't need to physically go out there and fight that's not your thing and you don't need to physically go out there and protest if that's not your thing don't feel bad about it but just play your part mm-hmm. you know just speak out against it that's that's what's important anyway um i want to move on to recommendations um i want to if we reiterate that you know spending time with uh, the ones you love um that's most important so for me you know i i'm during the whole quarantine process i'm spending time with my girl so i, I want to you know we we definitely want to spend as much time as as we can with each other even though we're working you know from home it's it's very different like we want to spend actually quality time with each other so so how do you do that well, we, we actually uh, found a, a show that we love, we enjoy together. It's called Outlander. It's on Netflix. And it's interesting because it's about uh, time travel. Mm. Um, it's about actually like finding love in a different time period. And Is it a, like a chick flick? <laughs> I have to say, yes, it's a chick flick. It is? Yeah. Oh, that's all good. That's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, 
and but but it has a lot of historical value mm-hmm. um it's about um this uh woman who travels back in time in scotland in the 1700s so she falls in love uh, she's already married right in the present time but she travels travels back into scotland in the 1700s and so she has to survive during this time period where women are um diminished um they're not looked at as uh people of uh value um so but she's a healer so she's a doctor so she's like healing all the 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 scottish people who are fighting a war against the british right so she's valued and they call her a witch and so it's all these different dynamics from you know time travel to uh um spirituality to finding love in a different time period and then being valued in a time when women are not valued Mm. Um, so i I, it's it's in his fifth season and i'm only out on his third season and at first i thought it was going to be boring but it's so fascinating the fact that you know when you time travel and you you go back to the past like how do people perceive you with the, the with the knowledge that you have from the future, that you know what things are going to happen and change society mm-hmm. for the better, but you have to stay in this in this time period and then play along, but then you're also introducing these progressive ideas during this time period, so cool. you're changing people's minds mm-hmm. in the past. And what is this yeah. on Netflix? Yes, Netflix. Out- Outlanders. Outlanders. It's called Outlander. Yeah. There you go. There you you ready go. for one pen? You got yeah. one? From a social aspect, not a show aspect, but from a social aspect, I would say, one, think about something that's being done to somebody else and ask, would you want it to be done to you? Right? A lot of people don't think about that. Be that empathetic about it and be like, if this happened to me, would I enjoy it? No, then fucking do something about it. Put you yourselves know? in those shoes, Pro- possibly. It might be hard for them to put themselves in the shoes. Just think about, like, do I want to be someone to call me out on my race? Do I want to be someone to be call me out on whatever it is, right? In order to do that, you have to be willing to share your power and your convenience. Think about it that way, then. Think of it, you didn't have it. Would I want someone to have the neck on my knee on my neck? No. Then why would you want someone else to have of the knee on no their neck? Because no one wants a yeah. fucking knee on the neck. Then why would you be a, a for any Because it doesn't that? inconvenience them. That's the truth. That's the world we live oh. in. That's the world we live in. They're going, it doesn't, look, if I'm not black, it's not going to bother me because the cops ain't stopping me. So why should that's I what, care? So why should I care? Mm. Right? And that's some bullshit right there. Because it's bullshit. And eventually, once they run out people to pick on, they're going to come that's towards you. Sad, You're going to run out of allies soon. And that's my recommendation. It's just to look into it, man. Just look into what they're really fighting for before you, you start labeling it like they're all being out of control and they're mm-hmm. all looting. Mm-hmm. That's not it, man. That's not it. They're not trying to... That's not it. Just look into it a little bit more. See, really get... Put yourself in their shoes. And and that's that's the main thing. Once you put yourself in their shoes, if you could really do that, then you would understand. Yeah. So that's it for today. It's a little deep. We wanted to make yeah. it a little light. We had this but. whole thing, but it never goes out the way we plan. We just kind of freestyle it, and it, whatever it goes, it goes out. But it goes. And then we we're going to go eat, okay. and then we're going to drink. Yeah. Cheers. So, so we have to wrap this up because we're, we're trying to cook this amazing meal today. Mm-hmm. We're, we're way overdue for lunch, and we got other people awesome. waiting on us. So, so um, thank you for listening to us and supporting Lucky Boys. 
Uh, much love to you guys. As always. And Thank uh, you for we're your grinding support. out here. Yeah, love each other. But uh, love every each listener, other. every comment, man, um, and, and direct message you guys give us of, of encouragement and appreciation, uh, even though we're super small, but uh, is appreciated. And, and I love you all for it. So thank you. Yeah, appreciate your support. Look, boys out. 